right, so it is Monday, May the 4th, uh, Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day. It is Star Wars Day. Um, unfortunately, not a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff on our itinerary today. Yeah. But that's okay. We, we talked plenty of Star Wars last week. And there's probably going to be plenty of Star Wars to come in the future. It's okay if we take a break, even if it is on Star Wars Day. Um, Jonathan here. Joey. Uh, Joey's with us, as always. Um... We need to get more people in here. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I love having discussions with you, but uh, we need uh, we need chop to start. Yeah, more people just means more discussions. So yeah, and that, that just makes more points better. of view, better content. Yeah, so pretty much. So, um, number two, uh, the chopping block, the second one. I don't know if you took a look at the website. I kind of messed with it a little bit. Trying to make. It I haven't taken a look at it since, but I did. Ta- I did take a listen to the first podcast we did, and it sounds pretty good. Doesn't yeah. sound bad. Like the music intro was really nice, and then the interlude in between. Dug yeah, it. you know, I, I'm, I'm digging it. Not that any of the listeners would fucking care to listen to this shit, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure all the Russians and East Germans probably don't even know <laughs> what the hell we're saying, so it doesn't even matter. Um, so, as always, we're going to stick the same format. Gaming, movies, a little bit of comics at the end. Um, but we can jump right in. Um, they came out with a trailer for Mad Max. The, the game. The game. You know, we, um, got the, we got the trailer for the, the movie. movie. Like, several trailers for the movie, but... Yeah. Um, so, they're actually doing the game, and everyone's thinking this is going to be the new uh, sleeper hit, uh, Shadows of Mortar type of deal. And it just looks really good. Um, the combat is very reminiscent of uh, the Batman games Rocksteady has been pumping out. Yeah. Or at least Rocksteady did the first two. And um, it looks good. It looks pretty cool. It just looks really chaotic like the movie. So I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, they have like this whole mechanic where you just kind of you get a car and you're able to upgrade that car throughout the, throughout the campaign, throughout the world and stuff. So this whole apocalypse into the world type of situation that we've seen in games before now, now it's getting a bit of a different twist because now it's just really desolate whereas before you're always just kind of you know going through a city and fighting zombies or right. something, something along right. those lines so i'm excited for it it just looks it just it looks, looks really cool, cool. It, it, i'll tell you what it is nice to see games that come from movies that aren't shit yeah it's been you know it's it's about time that we get a fucking Good game that comes based on a movie. Yeah, like there's some tie-in of some sort because uh, I know this one is set to release before the movie. Right. Um, so you know, props on them for actually having confidence in their game to release it before you know this the source material for it comes Hopefully, out. Hopefully, the only thing I hope is they don't ship a broken game or they're not being forced by you know the movie company to ship before the movie to build hype for the movie or something like that. I have a feeling that if they were going to do that, they would just release it like the same day or the same week. You know? Yeah. Um, they wouldn't bother because then, then that's like hype for the movie and the game at the same time because as soon as, you know, you know a kid walks into well, I guess GameStop like you're like, oh that, shit, the game. You're seeing that with Star Wars um, Battlefront where they're shipping a month before the movie comes out. Yeah. And then two weeks before the movie comes out, they're shipping DLC based on the movie. Yeah. Um, well, that's because like, their publisher is Dice. So yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting strategy for sure. Um, but I'm, like I said, I'm just happy we're getting good games. 
It's been so long since, and, and you remember, you gamed as a kid the same time I did, yeah. where you had all those shitty fucking, maybe they weren't shitty back then, like you think a lot about like the Aladdin game and like the Lion King <laughs> game, and they, were, they weren't horrible games, they were difficult as all hell. Those games gave me uh, blisters on my thumbs when I was a kid. But, you know, it, then we had the era where you had like the fucking Wolverine game. You know, all those Spider-Man movie tie-in games, and it's just... I play my fair share of those you know, two games. It's, it's, it's not... If they definitely were kind of okay, and then they fucking dug into a valley, and it looks like they're finally digging their way out. Yeah. I mean, think of people... I think uh, movie uh, companies are starting to realize that it's more than just another marketing ploy for a game to exist within the realm of the movie. Um, I think they're just starting to realize that it's actually an, another avenue for them to make more money while still, well, not necessarily just being marketing, but making a hype for their own film. Right, right. And then they, they probably just realize that, hey, if this game's actually good, people will probably actually want to see our movie. Yeah. Whereas if they play a shitty game, I'm not probably not going to want to go yeah, see a yeah, shitty movie. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's one of the things you would see afterwards. You would see the, uh, or before, you would see a movie ship first and then the game ship afterwards. Yeah. So we're usually the same building time. hype for the game mm-hmm. as opposed to the other way around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, it looks nice. I'm happy to, uh, hopefully I'm not disappointed. It's always hard to tell um, how good a game will actually be before it actually comes out. But it looks decent. It looks like it'll be a fun, it's, it's fun play for sure. Very optimistic of a view that we have towards this game, I guess, is the right. best way to put it. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we have the World... Uh, the World Games, uh, like Video Games Hall of Fame finalists, I guess, have been announced. And uh, like a lot of classic games are on there. Let me see. Let me pull it up real quick. <clears throat> um, so here, here are the games that are being uh, put in for the... Uh, Hall of Fame, like these are the ones like that they're going to be voting on to see which one actually gets in. So we have Angry Birds, of course. Why? You, you mean it's made a shit ton of money? And so. you know, despite being you know super casual, it's made a huge impact on gaming, in my opinion. It paved the way for mobile games. I, I believe it was, so. Yeah. It was, and you know, it's repetitive. Of course, it's not super mm-hmm. crazy fun to play or anything, but it is. Respectable, what they've done. Yeah, I mean, I played. I, I don't it. like where they're at now, where they're freaking marketing movies and all of this merchandise yeah. and all this stuff. It just seems a little um, stupid. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I've played it. I, I'm guilty of going of trying to slog my way through and get like three stars in every single level. And I have to admit, it, it's addicting, and it's just it just kind of opens. I think it opens up people more to just gaming, you know, to more games than anything. Yeah, else. definitely. Um, so ne- next up on the list is uh, Doom. Um, you and I both have very fond memories of Doom. Um, Doom is kind of like that, like the game that stirred up some of the most controversy in the gaming sphere ever. Uh, other than Mortal Kombat, I would definitely, much. definitely agree with you. And you know, being the, essentially the grandfather of first-person shooters, um, and even to this day, you can play Doom um, and still have a good time. Yeah. I mean, like, this is the game that put id Software on the map back in the day. Yeah. And, um, you know, this, and then it spawned, you know, like, multiple sequels, and we're about to get the fourth one soon, I think. Yeah. And then we have, uh, you know, the Duke Nukem series as well. Um, and then but even before this, there was uh, Castle Wolfenstein, which ran on the same name, which I'm actually surprised Castle Wolfenstein isn't on this. 
You know what? I think the only reason why it's not is because I feel like Nazis. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I'm not too sure exactly why, but Doom for sure is one of those games where in Castle Wolfenstein, you wouldn't shoot someone and they would fucking blow up. Or you wouldn't shoot this giant fucking floating orb and it would just like melt out all its guts when you killed it. Maybe not, but you did get to fight Mecha Hitler. That's true. So, come um, on, Mecha Hitler. Yeah. But no, Doom definitely deserves to be there. I believe so. And next up is uh, FIFA. You. I'm a, fi- you I'm love a FIFA. I'm a soccer guy, so yeah. So, uh, FIFA, more than, I guess more so than any other sports game. Um, Maybe not so big in the States, but around the world, FIFA is really big. Soccer is really big worldwide. So where in the U.S. we might have a huge uh, love for like Madden or NHL, um, hell, even a baseball game. Yep. Um, everywhere else around the world, including the U.S., loves yep. FIFA. So I mean, it's like the world's most popular sport. So, I mean, it's understandable. And I imagine that the main reason why it's probably on here is because of that and also it's makes bank every single time it comes out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So next up on the list as well is another classic game, uh, The Legend of Zelda. Of course. Um, it, like, it's the definition of action-adventure games. It's uh, kind of brought the whole sweeping epic story to, um, to, to the consoles, forefront of consoles uh, and stuff. It, so. it, it, I, you can even check out our last week's podcast. We started off with a freaking Zelda intro. Exactly. It's such a memorable, like... You know, soundtrack, the story, you're playing essentially the same story every single time, but they find a way to make it new every single time. Um, so, yeah, no, that definitely deserves to be there. Um, you know, they had the, that first game thinking back on it. There's so many, like, secrets and just so many special things you can find throughout the game. So it's definitely deserves to be and on that it was, it was at a time where you had to find all this out, like, find those secrets through word of mouth you know, like your friend found something, so then it's like, oh, hey, go behind this waterfall with the flute and play the flute, then place a bomb here, and then, yeah. you know, you find a secret cave, which or has, like, burn this, this thing. tree down, or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it was one of those things. It was a different era back then where everything was from word of mouth, or you had to wait till... Nintendo Power came out. came out to your, to your school, <laughs> and you had to buy the little cheap book or whatever. So, and uh, next up... Is Minecraft um, logged many an hour on Minecraft? Too many hours. Too many hours. Except uh, not enough hours. We should probably play some more Minecraft yeah. soon. Yeah, M- Minecraft is like put creativity in the hands of the everybody. gamer, and yeah. I think and, that's the main and reason why. Not just like here. gamers, but everybody. Everyone from a kid to you know someone like a parent who yep. isn't a gamer can pick up Minecraft kind of figure out what's going on and know what to do because there's nothing really you have to do it's just do whatever the hell you want if you want to put blocks up and pile them to the sky then you can do that you know just yep. whatever you want to do so it's it's cool yeah and that deserves to be there i mean it's kind of like gone into more of the you know the likes kind of pop culture with you know the south park episode that they kind of did on it yeah. um you know which was great it was funny and so you know it's, it's definitely reached another le- level of popularity than most people probably would have thought and also it was made by like one dude wasn't it yeah yeah and of course later on they had more people supporting yeah. but um let's see uh, next up is uh, the Oregon Trail classic 
uh, choose your own adventure game. Of course. Um, um, kind of like just, the start just, of that stuff, too. I just hope that uh, the Oregon Trail on its way to the top there doesn't die of dysentery. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Oregon Trail deserves to be on there. One of the fond memories I have as a kid is going to the computer lab. Everybody playing, you know, some math game, and I'm trying to get on the fucking Oregon Trail and play that shit. Let's see. What else we got? Um, Pac-Man, classic, stand-up, uh, arcade cabinet. Um, it's definitely eaten a lot of my quarters uh, going to arcades as a kid, waiting for the movie to start and just playing games. Definitely what they're doing, uh, what they did then, definitely deserves to be there. Not so much. I don't know really what they're doing now with Pac-Man. As far as, you know... Smash like, Brothers? Yeah, other than that, I mean, they're working on, like, weird... Uh, essentially rehashes of the same game or making it, like, an open-world kind of a thing. That's, like, a, you know, trying to expand your label. I understand that, but... No, yeah, no, definitely Pac-Man is one of those things that deserves to be up there. Yep. Let's see. Now, we're going back to the very beginning... Like, the very beginning of video games, Pong, which I'm actually kind of surprised Pong isn't in there already, because when you really think about it, like uh, that's Atari's, you know, first game. Atari was the first game publisher, and they, they, those are the guys who started the whole home console craze. Yeah, so and I would think they would have been there. Brought video games home, and it was super simple, super, uh, yeah. super shitty. Yeah. yeah, you know, by today's standards for sure. But uh, back then, that was mind blowing. Being able to play something you could play in an arcade cabinet on your couch. Exactly. So, yeah, that, you know, I would put that in there before any of the other ones. I mean, like, I don't really understand, like, how you could put anything else in there, it's like, without Pong already being in there, with it being just kind of like the, the catalyst, the very beginning of games. It's just one of those things where all these games might be, like, very strong branches in the gaming community. Pong is definitely your trunk. Yeah. It's where it all started, pretty much. So, yeah. Um, and, and another good thing about Pong actually is like it still has the power to piss people off because oh, and yeah. also the fact that it was very it was a competitive game too so it was two players so you weren't just playing by yourself so you know you're playing with your friend and then you just it still had like it still, it still drives that whole competitive nature in game yeah yeah and I think uh, it's a great game that they came out with because it it fueled that couch rivalry it made yeah. sure that you had a friend to play with and at the same time you and your friend are competing and at the end of it you can be like i'm better than you or you know i'll get you next time or you know whatever so definitely a great game and great way to start gaming at home so next up is uh the sims um the sims is well everyone knows what the sims is is a simulator (laughs) a human simulator and and people have done amazing things with it, but most of the time they just uh, trap someone in the bathroom and wait for them to die. Yeah. Or set the house on fire yeah. and then wait for them to die. So It's come a long way. Um, if you've seen uh, more recently the most recent Sims game, uh, Sims 4, you compare that to the first Sims and it is day and night. Yeah. Uh, more immersive and you know more control over your character and everything. Yeah. And then uh, next up is a game that I remember playing a lot as a kid. It was pretty much my favorite game, mostly because I had a Sega Genesis. Um, it was Sonic the Hedgehog. Of course. So 
you know, like that kind of took platforming and kind of turned it a bit of on its, on its head at the time. Just kind of essentially just kind of made you go extremely fast throughout the game, and it just yeah. kind of made this endearing character that's lasted all the way up till now. Whereas like past characters, maybe have kind maybe of fell not to the wayside. maybe not so much now because I mean you've seen what they did. Yeah, most a lot of shitty games. Reader, most recent iteration of uh, Sonic, he was fucking taller and had a blue arms, little scarf, scarf thing. And that's hipstery Sonic like Knuckles it, is a giant it almost makes you sad right yeah. but yeah no, it definitely deserves uh, some some kind of uh, recognition because like that was the thing that made Sega what it was you know that made that was the Nintendo's competitor that was their main source of competition and you know, the fact that they, they were able to do that and that was the game that kind of made them do that as the Mario Killer app, whatever the hell yeah. it was called back then. Um, you know, it was pretty pretty neat, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, See, so next up, Space Invaders. Um, Space Invaders was the like one of the original arcade uh, cabinets and still kind of endears to this day. It's really fun to play. I still play it every once in a while on my Game Boy. So Yeah, no, that's definitely, uh, definitely deserves to be there as well. Um, and then Super Mario Brothers, um, the game that made Nintendo, Nintendo number one. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, to the fact to where um, even parents, even people who don't game associate Mario with Nintendo, or the other way around, uh, it made Nintendo the juggernaut they are today. Yeah, for sure. Um, to the point to where. Uh, people who don't game will refer to other consoles, whether they be like Sony or Microsoft, they'll refer to them as Nintendo because they know Nintendo <laughs> yeah. is that company that games, and they'll continue to make games forever. Yeah, in my opinion, they're, I mean they're kind of like Disney characters in a way because they're so recognizable when you see yeah, them. Exactly, you, you kind of people who, as you said, who don't even play games, older people don't even play games. They'll look at it and look like oh, it's you Mario. Show, yeah, you can show someone a picture of Mario and then oh yeah, that's that's Mario. Or that's the Nintendo guy. Yep. You know, whatever. But they can make those relationships even if they don't game. And that's real cool. Yep. Good for them for somehow making a character that has lasted yep. this long. And and even now, like, Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario are still, you know, in this kind of rivalry to be recognized as, like, the best now. Which, is yeah. pretty, which also kind of just makes a testament to games in general. But um, think about where... Where uh, Sonic is at which platform Sonic <laughs> is on right now? All which is Nintendo, you know, because they're poor as exactly. shit. Exactly, but you know, he he's in Super Smash Brothers, yep. a game that is Nintendo based and has all of Nintendo's characters. Where they're like, "All right, Sonic, we recognize you as a contender, but we're still number one." And Sonic is like the worst fucking character on that game too. Yeah. Um, next up is Tetris. Uh, you know, Tetris. I don't really know how to describe Tetris. Made by some Russian guy. Yep. Just putting blocks down and making them fit. Yep. And I mean, everyone knows the score to you know. Yeah. yeah exactly. Do, 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 do. Everyone knows it. Exactly. So it's it definitely deserves to be on there. There's so many games on here that I'm like, um, you know, if they've had entries before. So there's is there already this Hall of Fame established where there's games already in there? I, I bl- or is this like the first iteration of of that? I want to say this is the first uh, iteration of it. Let's see. Um, yeah, established earlier this year, the World Video Game Hall of Fame recognizes games from all platforms, including arcade, console, computer, handheld, and mobile. 
In order okay. to be considered for induction, games were required to meet the following criteria, icon status, longevity, graf- um, geographical reach, and influence. Okay. And so, so far, yeah, so, all of these games have that. Yeah, so all of these games uh, deserve to be in there, in my opinion. Um, what I'd be more interested in seeing, of course, you're going to have all the classics in there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, two, three years from now, I want to see the other games that are put in there. Yeah. Your Halos, your Gears of War... Those are going to be down the line, yeah. Though, you know, later down the line, definitely. Those, that's what I, I'm interested in seeing. Because these games, um, we can sit here and talk about them all day because they're classics, yeah. endeared, and, you know, they're deep in all of our hearts. Uh, and they're definitely uh, what we do with gaming. Yeah. It, it brings us, it's what brought us into gaming and has kept us in, in gaming all yeah. these years. So, And then there's one last game that's being um, held up for consideration, and that's the original World of Warcraft. Okay. Which, you know, World of Warcraft is just this giant behemoth in online gaming. Um, and it's just, it's been going on for how long now? Over 10 years. Over 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, that's Blizzard's, like, main source of money. Um, and it's, like, once you start, it's, it's really hard to stop. Um, so, you know, it's very understandable why it's here and also the fact that it connects you with the rest of the world i mean um all these other games uh you know while you're you know they're available to everyone else and you know fifa modern fifa has you know online capabilities but world of warcraft is that thing that is what actually brings allows the communication the other games other might have like couch co-op or you know local co-op or versus but really world of warcraft brings everybody together at once yep um from different parts of the globe it doesn't matter so yeah, they they all deserve to be in there. That's um, it's a good list of games. Yeah, I mean it's not a matter of what game gets in; it's just kind of when, when they'll get in there. Yeah, and if I had to put my money on anything, I would definitely put my money on Pong than anything else. For sure, it would get in there. I first. feel like you can't talk about video games and especially console gaming without first talking about Pong, um, and of course everything is evolved from that. Yeah, from there. So that's. Um, do you know when they're gonna finally announce what they put in there? Or mm, I'm not entirely sure. I remember seeing it on IGN uh, earlier this week. Okay. So I'm imagining that it's probably gonna happen. Uh, um, probably within the um, within the month. I am. I, I'm assuming. I would assume so. So. Yeah, and we'll definitely we'll, see. we'll yeah we'll uh, we'll go back to it again once they finally have some stuff in there, and you know we can talk about our uh, our love for these games a little more uh, more in depth. Um, we have Destiny; uh, they announced their next DLC, um, Trials of Osiris. Yep. Um, no raid. A lot of people are upset by that. The fact that there's going to be no raid included. Um, I hope what they're doing. Um, is that they'll just give the raid to everybody so mm-hmm. it's not a DLC exclusive you don't need to buy the DLC to do the new raid Yeah. Um, I hope that's what they're trying to do so at E3 they'll probably be like okay and the raid is available for everybody right now like that'd be cool Yeah. I mean it looks really cool and uh, I've been kind of looking for an excuse to go back and play more more Destiny. Destiny, it, it just kind of fell off for me. Exactly, it was it's fun, but it's very repetitive. And if you don't have anybody to play with, it just 
it falls off. Yeah, I mean, it's just like playing online with anybody else that you don't know. It's like, like there's gonna be that one. You're gonna get that one dude who's just gonna dick around and screw everything up. I mean, half the time that's me. But um, like when you're actually trying to you know hunker down and try and grind some some levels out, it, it just gets a little annoying yeah. and um, it, it's a better game to play with people you know and are friends with already. So the cool thing with this and that I'm happy for is that they have um, they've recognized what they did wrong with um, House of Wolves, which was the first DLC. Yeah, um, they recognize that the whole. Um, item thing was fucked up and everything they found out that they can um, that there's new ways that you're going to be able to upgrade your items mm-hmm. so any item you'll be able to upgrade it to get you know better perks for it that'll you know raise your level cap so if you have a piece of armor that you're especially fond of you can essentially use whatever kind of resources to upgrade it uh, same thing with weapons to make them stronger. Yep. Um, they're going to implement a system where you can re-roll the stats for your weapon. That's so, interesting. Um, your base damage and everything is going to be the same, but you know with your, where you have your like plus discipline, plus intelligence, mm-hmm. you'll be able to re-roll those stats yep. essentially, and your um, bonuses that you can unlock later. Yeah. Whether it be like you know extra bullets or quicker reloads or whatever it is. That's pretty cool. So I'm just excited for new content from this game. Because it, it was a fun game first time around, and so I'm... I'm yeah, no, it definitely it. was, and I think the the thing I'm afraid of is that they've spent too long to put out this DLC. Yeah. Because I haven't played it since the last DLC came out. Yeah. And that was a while ago. So, the only thing that concerns me going into the future of this game is seeing how they're going to deal with that. Um... Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's still enough people who are playing right now, but I think uh, pretty sure it's a considerable drop off compared to the first time around. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing, they're adding a new social area in the reef. That's what I heard too. Yeah. So, so that'll be cool because it, it'll be nice to actually go to the reef because every time you went there, there was nothing there yep. other than that one like cutscene. That you see, yeah, it was, it, was, it was such a waste of like yeah. a cool looking area yeah. that they could have just explored more. Um, so I'm glad to see that they're using that. Some of the armor looks really cool, very yeah. Egyptian inspired. I, I, I take the motifs they're using um, with the Osiris thing. Um, yeah, hopefully that'll be good. Um, I'm not recalling exactly when it's supposed to come out. Me neither. Um, but it is supposed to be, I believe, in the next uh, next month or two. Yeah. Um, what else can we talk about? Uh, Gears of War. Uh, they've unofficially announced that they're working on a reboot or a remake. I think it's more so like yeah. a remaster of the like first one. That they're that's what on. it sounds like it's going to be. Um, and, and they're but it's only of the first one though, which is kind of yeah. weird. They're uh, they're. I know they're working on something new because um, they did tease a mocap image of some people with a lancer. Mm-hmm. So they are working on some a new game, I'm sure, that's coming going to be coming out uh, a little down the line. Probably not at the end of this year. Probably at the beginning of next year. Yeah. Um, but they know that they, they need to make sure to kind of reignite the fire in that series. Because for me, the last Gear to, Gears of War I played... Um, that was uh, Judgment, right? Yeah, I didn't even play that one. That's okay. the thing. I played the one before that. Because Judgment was made by a different studio that made the original trilogy. So I didn't really... I think I might have played it, 
maybe a little bit. I don't know even if I finished it. One of us played it. I remember distinctly someone telling me that they played it and they didn't really dig it so much. Um, I remember the last one we all played collectively was Gears of War 3. For sure, yeah. And that one was super fun. Yeah, so I... Being able to re- revisit Gears of War one would be really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, like I, um, I would dig it definitely, but I would rather I think, have it be all three games together. I th- yeah, I think uh, what they need to do is that what they did with um, Halo, and everybody gave shit about the Master Chief Collection, but that is an amazing way to do remasters. Yeah, do one, two, three, and four. Um, they are also adding ODST into the Master Chief Collection. I mean, so that's pretty cool. Because, because of course, they sh- as you heard, they shipped the game broken. Yeah. All the multiplayer was crap. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, it's mostly fixed now. I actually bought it earlier uh, last week, actually. I bought it last week, and I've kind of been playing through it. Um, and most of the stuff seems to be fixed. Um, I think there's a Groupon deal on it for, like, the next week. Yeah. For, like, 30 bucks. So and that's definitely worth picking up for four games. You're going to be getting a fifth game soon, and you get to play all the uh, all the multiplayer for it. Um, so yeah, I, that's what I want to see with remasters. I don't want to see one game remade, charge me sixty bucks for it. Yeah, I've bought all these games before. Yeah, I need a reason to play through them again on one console, one you know disc. That's what I want. I want I mean, one master I mean, chief. I, I gave essentially. I ended up giving Epic like. Over two hundred dollars because I bought like the, the collector's edition of uh, Gears Three. Yeah, so yeah, I, I did mean, too. So it, it'd be a bummer if I have to pay that shell out that much more cash. Another one hundred and eighty dollars for three different games. Exactly, so, well, three of the same games that I already played. Already, yeah, exactly. And it just kind of puts that sour taste in my mouth where I don't really want to pay for this stuff again. Um, but. At the same time, I'm sure they know, yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up doing it. Yeah. I hope that they remake all three games. Um, you can leave Judgment out. I, I don't fucking care for that yeah. one. Um, but if you remade one, two, and three and put it all on one disc, I will be getting that right yep. away. First day it's out. Um, so, moving on. Yeah, moving on. You were talking about Lifeless Planet coming to uh, consoles. Yeah. Lifeless Planet is just a really cool looking game. I didn't really have it much on my radar when it first came out on PC. Um, just because I don't play on uh, PC at, at all. Uh, so from the looks of it, it looks really great. I just love like these exploration adventure games. Um, so it looks really cool. I'm pretty excited for it. It's coming this month. Um, I believe the 15th. Uh, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. And from the sounds of it, it might be a uh, free with gold uh, deal. That'd but be cool. Um, I would really dig if it's free with gold. But even then, if it's only like you know 15 bucks, I'll probably yeah. snatch it up real quick. Yeah, definitely. Um, not to get off topic here, um, but I feel like Microsoft. I'm complaining about free things here, and don't get me wrong. I'm happy that we're getting free games with gold, but like Pool Nation FX. Really, like, that's what, like, you're going to give me that game for free? Yeah, it's, it's kind of upsetting. I took you know, a look a little, at some of the free games. A little upsetting. Um, they had Child of Light last week, or okay. last month, and that game is beautiful and great. Um, but, like, Pool Nation FX? No, that, like, that, that's a bit of a dud. Like, you're, come on. You know, you're, you're kind of grasping. And there's plenty of good games, plenty of good arcade games. And so many of them you see on the PlayStation Plus um, mm-hmm. network. Month they come out, they're free month or two after they come out are free to PlayStation Plus members and that's more so of what I want to see from Microsoft um, Cause like they've a, gotten plenty of my money for long enough I would hope that they could you know yeah. 
I mean, because like a month or two ago, Rayman Legends was uh, was uh, uh, yeah. was up free for, and that's a, that's a decent game. I yeah. immediately downloaded it's a fun it. Game. It's, it's one of those game. games I played through, and I would love to play it through it again. So yeah, I definitely thought that was cool. So, but then, like I said, you got duds along in there as well. So maybe within the next month or two, we might see it. Um, games with gold that'd be pretty neat. I'd be pretty happy about that. If anything, I'm just kind of happy that they're doing it. Yeah, definitely. No, it's always good to see these great, um, great PC games that have such a lasting impression um, come to consoles because there's a lot of people out there, a lot of markets they're missing out on if they don't. Um, they had uh, Octodad, number two, Deadliest <laughs> Catch. That's coming out, I believe, in like June or July. The next couple months here. Oh, man, that's Xbox free. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get so, that so bad. Even if it's not, that game is a ton of fun. Uh, I love that we're seeing games like that where it's just mm-hmm. like just complete destruction. They had Goat Simulator come out um, <laughs> on the Xbox One, and I definitely recommend playing that if you haven't. Like, Goat, Goat Simulator is just off the wall insanity, and I, I love it. I love the whole it's one of those games satanic where, ritual that they have in the game. Just, you can just sit down, sit on your couch if you have like 15 minutes, and just go to play that. Fuck around for 15 minutes, make a huge ass mess, and then you know, go on with your day. It's not one of those games that requires you to sit down and think listen to a story or, you know, pay attention or actually have to like, dedicate too much time to. That game just, it's just pure decompression. Yeah. If anything else, like after a horrible long day or like having to like deal with heavy shit all day, you can just run around as a goat and then just start fucking destroying everything. Licking everything. And, and it's like, like hang from a helicopter with your tongue and then go meet Dead Mouse and then take Dead Mouse's head. That's what it is. It's great. And I love yeah. it. So um, I'm glad to see these, uh, these classic or what are becoming classics, what are becoming really big games on the PC market coming consoles. Um, I have a nice PC. Uh, if I hear about something good, I'll usually download it and play yep. it. But it's nice to see that they're also making that effort to put it on different consoles as well. Um, uh, one last thing uh, before we get into a kind of a little bit of a discussion here. Uh, Yoko Lolly, Lately? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Um, like ukulele. Ukulele. But right. But whatever. Um, essentially, um, what is supposed to be our Banjo-Kazooie uh, spiritual successor. Yeah. Um, I was a huge Banjo-Kazooie fan. Huge Banjo-Tooie fan. Um, this is a big deal to me. I'm glad that they're, they've revealed the character. So the character is a chameleon with a bat on yeah. its back. So I'm glad they're kind of keeping that same aesthetic. Yeah. It's a little different. Um, the characters haven't really grown on me just yet, but I'm sure in time they will. Um, this was a Kickstarter thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just put on Kickstarter on Friday. It was funded within 40 minutes, and it was it passed a million dollars within six hours. Uh, and That's they still impressive. have like 40, 45 days left, <laughs> so it's uh, it's kind of been a big deal. Um, I'm glad to see that um, I'm happy and I'm sad about this. I'm happy to see that platformers like 3D platformers like that are coming back. Um, back in the day when uh, Banjo-Kazooie was coming out, you had so much duds that were out with it that yeah. it oversaturated the market and nobody wanted to play these games anymore. Like um, Glover? Remember Glover? He had Glover. Glover had was Croc. I, I love talking about how shitty Croc was because I had that game as a kid. And I would play it and not know why I hated it. 
<laughs> or but, Gex. Yeah. Gex. Exactly. A lot of lizard characters. So, um, so they oversaturated the market, and now they're coming down back with this. Uh, it looks really good. The music is, you know, it's what you would remember from... Uh, From Banjo Kazooie, it's mm-hmm. very similar in that sense. Um, it's just uh, I am very, very happy to see that it was funded and people are excited for this game to come back. Um, pretty simple um, for fifteen dollars. You uh, if you back it on Kickstarter, you get the you get the PC edition. Uh, Twenty four, you get the console edition. Nice. Um, 32 you get uh, either the steam or the um, console and a PC toy box you can mess around with before the game comes out cool um, there's a couple stuff after that a little more you get uh, art books and t-shirts and stuff like that on the higher end and I found this very funny because I was kind of looking through these um, there was uh, 10 seven thousand eight hundred and fifty dollar ones. Uh, for a VIP guest uh, attendance to a live orchestra concert in Germany with the uh, composers of the game. So they're in the... Wow. The, that That's was, crazy. Yeah, nobody's gotten any of those yet. But um, there was also some for um, $5,300. That one was pretty neat. I wouldn't pay $5,000 for this, but you um, you get to be in the game. You get coached by the voice actor of Banjo Kazooie, and then you get to they record your voice, and your voice is going to be some character in the game or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, in my opinion, is it worth five grand? If I had five grand to do it, I'd fucking spend five thousand dollars on it without a problem. Yeah. Um, for a thousand dollars, they uh, they help you, uh, or you would go in and you would video conference with the development team to help them kind of shape the game solve certain problems like they would like you would video conference with all these people yeah, they're putting a lot of trust in somebody with that yeah it needs dicks it needs more <laughs> dicks um for five hundred dollars you would get the uh 64 bit edition which came with the retro box all the stuff and it came with an old school n64 cartridge <laughs> but so it had cool. a little uh like usb that you would use to play the game but it came in a cartridge form which uh, i like that though so that's, that's kind of cool um, like I said, I don't know if it'd be worth, in my opinion, to pay $500 for, but that's pretty cool. Um, so that's it. They had a couple ones in between there for, like, you know, special boxes and, like, T-shirts and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, I never really played Banjo-Kazooie all that much, uh, but I remember, you know, going over to friends' houses and, you know, playing it for a little bit. Um, and, you know, I mean, like, I just really dig the fact that you know, people are excited for more games other than just, you know, next Call of Duty or something. Exactly. And it's, it's nice to see that we we still have love for these games and all these people out there that have backed it so far, I can give you a how much they have. They've made over two million dollars in three, three, four days. So another forty two days we'll probably see this come up another two million dollars. That's crazy. Um it looks nice, and from what they've shown, just like the play stuff, it looks nice. And of course, you'll be able to buy this even if you don't back it. But of course, yeah. you know why wouldn't you? If it's something you're excited for, it looks like they're going to do it justice. Yeah, I know a lot of this is essentially a year and a half pre-order 
for this game because they're expected they expect to put this out October 2016. Yeah. So you know, like I said, it's about a year and a half away. Um, I have confidence in them to where I'm not too worried if I give them thirty dollars for the console version and like the the, the, the PC, PC version. Yeah. yeah, toy box that they'll release a little later. Um, I'm excited. That's the only thing I can say about it. I'm excited about that. Um, the only other thing I'm excited for is Battlefront. So. <laughs> Two very different games, but I'm excited for them. Um, I was excited about something else, and this will kind of lead into our last topic uh, for gaming today. I was excited for Silent Hill. Silent Hills. I mean, I really dig horror games. Um Last one I played, I played Evil Within a little bit. I just couldn't get into it. Uh, it was far too difficult for me. Um, I kept dying, and after a while, it ceased being scary, and I just got really angry, and I decided to not play it anymore. But uh, I love horror games. I just love, and I, I love horror movies too. So it's like I just love that whole interaction with that kind of element, that kind of world. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, and Silent Hills is definitely some of the creepiest stuff on the face of the planet. Yeah, and they had a super cool way of um, revealing this was with that PT yeah. teaser demo. Did you ever get to play it? Or? Um, no, I never got to play it. I got to watch people play it, which is as close as you get if you don't have a PS4. But um, it looked terrifying. It looked it just was so weird and surreal. And it was it was so cool that that was the way they were like, okay, this is not to say that not officially announcing it or not saying uh, giving a release date or anything. I mean like, yeah, this is kind of like what we're going for. Yeah. So that was it was real cool and it's kind of sad to hear that it's gone. Um a little bit of backstory. Uh a couple weeks ago, uh, you had a big fallout between uh, Kojima and Konami. Um, Reasons unknown. Exactly. They, they didn't announce it. People started realizing that uh, Kojima's name was ta- being taken off of uh, Phantom Pain, and they were kind of getting suspicious. Was it? Yeah. I, thought, I mean, I thought For he was staying bit, they, on to, to... Well, yeah, he was staying on to finish it, but they were taking off... His name from the forefront. Really? Yeah. Wow. So people started noticing that, and they were like, what the fuck is happening? And then later on, uh, Coach Shishima was like, okay, um, you know, we're kind of going to have a split. You know, there's kind of yeah. some, like, tension. And Mommy Konami and Daddy was are like, fighting. Yeah, essentially. And then Konami was like, okay, yeah, so he's actually going to be gone. Don't worry, he's going to finish up this game, and the Metal Gear name is going to live on through us yeah. and everything. They're like, but just, uh, it's going to be okay. They're like, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, Eventually, they got a whole bunch of fallout from taking Kojima's name off the thing, so they started putting it back there. Um, We haven't heard a lot from that other than he's leaving. Um, He's being very hush about it. Yeah, we we know he's he's gone. We know he's finishing up Phantom Pain. Um, And just for a couple months after that, he's sticking around. After that, he's he's out of there. Um, but this brings us to Silent Hill. He was uh, supposed to be directing it along with uh, Guillermo del Toro, which is you know a famous movie director. Um, and he, he's he's one of the best, in my opinion. He, I think he's one of the best directors who's living right now. He's a fucking weird ass looking guy, if I can say that. But yeah, but like his movies are fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, he's great at what he does. And I, um, I mean, the Orphanage and Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim, like he he has like this versatility that 
I think would translate to video games really well, and it's just kind of upsetting that's over when you think about it. It's just yeah, done. and it's Poof, um, to think that okay. So he was at a uh, thing, I believe, on uh, two weeks ago, week and a half ago, uh, not this last weekend, but the weekend before. He was at a film festival. And someone had asked him about it or he talked about it. And he said, you know, it's with a heavy heart that i got to say it's not going to happen. Yep. Um, you had a, what's his name? Uh, Norman Reed? Norman Reedus. Norman yeah. Reedus, yeah. From the Walking Dead um, fame. Yeah. yeah, so he was supposed to be the person in the game, the yeah. your playable character. Um, and he had mentioned something on Twitter about it. He was like, you know, it's, it's kind of a dead thing. Um, you hear those things and you're like, ah, maybe they know what they're talking about, but you know, they could still be kind of working on this or putting it on the back burner for a little bit. And then Konami came out last weekend. They were like, yeah, it's not going to happen. So, which is, and then, then they also pulled uh, PT from, yeah. So that's that's one of the things that, uh, at first people were realizing that that was going to not be on the PlayStation store anymore. And they were like, okay, what's going on? Um, then you have the word from Gear Del Toro, and then you finally had them announce like, "Yeah, it's it's going to be done. We're not going to do this anymore." It, it was just like a big, a big mess, a big clusterfuck of media coverage that was covering this because for a while, that's that's all you that's all you saw, that's all you heard. Yeah, for a while because Kojima is this. He's he's, he's very creative. And in my opinion, he is what was keeping Konami together. Because what other... I think this might be the way Konami exits the gaming world. It's possible. Um, one of the things um, that a lot of people don't know about, uh, Konami is a big electronics company in Japan. So they're not just video games. They do all kinds of things. Um, so they're not hurting for money, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, it's one of those things they're probably just going to focus on um, other things. Like I said, they make other products in Japan. Uh, they make slot machines, believe it or not. Last time I was uh, in Vegas and uh, last time I went to the uh, Indian Casino, that's a couple hours away here. Um, they, you know, you'll walk by uh, slot machines and I'll just have a little Konami name slapped on that's it. That's crazy. So, um, you know, that's, um, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm sad to see them go. I mean, they've made, um, they've made definitely good games. At some point they made good games. Yeah. I mean, like if anything, they're more well known for their, uh, Metal Gear series. Um, before that, of course you had, um, Contra, you have Castlevania. Um, they made the Dance Dance Revolution series. Did they? Yeah. Damn. Um, of course, Metal Gear. To, to dance. Uh, the only thing we're seeing nowadays is um, Silent Hill and uh, the PES Soccer. Um, Pro Evolution Soccer. PES. Uh, that's the only things they've been really putting out lately. Um, like I said, they do do other things, though. They, um, they operate f- uh, fitness clubs. Yeah. In Japan, I mean, so it's not like I think they're they're going to stray away from um, video games and just focus on all the other crap they're doing, Um, which is, I mean, like I said, they just have so many flagships 
under their name. Yeah. It just makes me wonder, are they going to hold on to those, make sure nobody can make anything with them? Are they going to sell them off to other companies? I'd be interested to see if they ever sell them off and to who more than anything else. Yeah. Because as, as, um, as you said, like it's just there, there's a lot of property underneath them. And if they, if they do exit the game, yeah, we're not sure if they're leaving. Yeah. But it just seems that way with them canceling um, Silent Hill, which was supposed to be a really big deal. Um, and with them and Kojima having that essentially, I don't know what it was, power struggle maybe, you know, whatever kind of thing that had them butt heads. With that had guy. Them split. It seems um, like a creative, uh, like creative differences, probably trying to seize some kind of creative control from him because he's kind of like this, you know, to use a you know a film term, he's like the auteur of you know video gaming. He's one of those guys who's famous. Whether you like Metal Gear games or not, you know his name. So to any gamer, you could probably walk up, mention Kojima, and they'll know. Um, oh yeah, that's the guy from uh, the Metal Gear games. Yep. Or, you know, so he. He has. He's one of the few guys, in my opinion, that everybody knows. Um, you know, if you're really into the gaming scene, you know your big, uh, your big names, your Ken Levine stuff like that. Yeah. But um, Kojima, in my opinion, is one of those guys who everybody knows. Pretty, pretty much, like everyone in the gaming sphere is very familiar with his work because we've all played Metal Gear Solid at one point. We, we may not yeah. have stuck on with you know the series like I have. I haven't stuck on with the series at all, um, but I've played a few games through, and you know they're all weird, shit, insane, but they're all really enjoyable games. Just when you get down to it, they're just fun to play, and they just like, invent these really weird mechanics that you play by. And story, I mean, video game wise, being like uh, the director that he is, they. Those Metal Gear games, the story as convoluted as it is, is a great story. Yeah. They know how to present their games in a way where, yeah, you're probably going to have to sit and watch like a 10-minute cutscene, but it makes sense. And it sets sort of stuff up in the story, and it kind of sets that tone of what you're playing. Yep. Um, we're sad to see them go. Um, like I said, I hope this doesn't mean an exit for Konami. Maybe they want to take a little... Uh, Kind of just under the radar thing. Yeah, because I know what they're planning on doing with the Metal Gear Solid series is that they're going to try and like pump them out like one a year, supposedly. And that could be, and that I see being a problem because we have we wait so many years for these big Metal Gear games and how good they are, and you don't want to you don't want to push that too far because mm-hmm. that'll just ruin the whole series. And not that I don't, not that I think it has a lot of standing power without Kojima behind him, but I will definitely see. If, if anything, like that weird factor that Metal Gear Solid has, that which kind of I, I would imagine still brings people in to play it as well. Uh, I think that's going to probably fall to the wayside, or you know, eventually, because there, there's still going to be somebody who's going to try and be the next Kojima and make yeah. his stuff, you know, super weird, but. I think the gamers and the consumers are just going to see right through it, and yeah, they're going to kind of yeah, see it definitely. for like the, the parody we'll, it is. Like I said, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Um, at this point, on this just happened a couple weeks ago. Um, it's too early to know what's going to happen, in my opinion. Um, we'll find out in the near future here, um, and we'll I guess report back then. Yeah. Um, just as news develops, but as of right now, um, Silent Hill has been canceled. 
Um, I know a lot of people like had signed like you know you can sign petitions online. Yeah, I know like a whole bunch of people like I think some like eight hundred thousand people had signed mm-hmm. a petition to like urge them to keep developing it, but. That's not, of course, like, that doesn't mean shit. No. Really. If anything, it's just going to make them take a look at it. They're like, okay, we'll consider it. They consider it for two seconds, and they just dump it. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So, um, I think that's all we have to talk about gaming, unless you can think of uh, anything else that um, we need to talk about. I know we were going to kind of save this until next week, but still, though, the Jason Voorhees gameplay trailer for Metal Kombat X. That was, uh, uh, came out this morning. Um... We'll report on that next week for sure. Um, I'm going to be playing it all this week, yep. starting tomorrow. That's for sure. Um, hopefully, his fatalities are fucking crazy. I hope they're crazy. Um, but I guess you know we'll yeah. see. We'll see tomorrow. I mean, a lot of it looks really cool. I'm pretty. I'm pretty jazzed about it. Just like there's this one thing where he's just like has this weird glowing like yellow aura around him, and he's just like walking through everybody's attacks yeah. like they're nothing, and so then that's- he just. I don't know. It seems real cool. I'm excited to see what they do with it and how it turns out and everything. Uh, but like I said, we'll report on that next week, hopefully. Um, at the very least, I'll have something to talk about it, and you'll talk about it a little, or you'll get to play it a yeah. little after we record a little later this week. Um, but for now, let's go ahead and take a break. Um, we'll be back with movies and uh, just a little bit here. talk about some movies um because it is star wars day let's talk a little star wars because it is mandatory that we talk about star wars today or else i think it's a state law yeah yeah or else we won't be able to do podcasts anymore um so we've been told yeah um we have like gunmen from lucas ranch just pointing guns at our heads right now yeah so um starting off we'll talk about star wars rogue one we didn't get to talk about this last week um it is our first anthology film um Essentially, what that means is separate from your episodic the movies. Yeah, so, so apart I, from the main storyline that J.J. Abrams is, cocking, is uh, concocting at the moment, uh, these movies are just going to be standalones within the same universe at probably within the same time periods, but they're just going to follow different groups of characters and different uh, plots. Exactly. Um, what we're seeing in Rogue One is a non-Jedi movie. Yeah. Which sounds weird because when you think Star Wars, first thing you think is Jedi. You think of the Force. You think about lightsabers. Um, this is supposed to have none of that. Yeah. This is supposed to be like a pure military action type of type which, of feel to it. In my opinion, that sounds awesome. I really dig it. I kind of like, you know, like I, to see like elite groups of the rebels fighting like elite groups see, of the Empire or yeah, something. I like you know? to see war movies. I like, you know, action films that are more set in like a military setting. And to see that in one of my favorite universes ever, yeah. yeah this, this is exciting. If any movie can really pull it off, I feel it's Star Wars that can kind of pull off the whole space warfare thing uh, very well. Yeah. I mean, like, like Star Trek 
was okay, but it all takes place on ships. Yeah. And, you know, Most Benedict Cumberbatch is, like, and that's the running thing. around and shit. But. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, this is going to be coming out next year, uh, 2016. Yep. Um, what we're going to be seeing, I believe, is... Of course, we're getting episode seven at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, 2015. Uh, 2016, we're going to get Rogue One. Um, 2017, we're supposed to get Star Wars again, episode eight. Yeah. And then... The Boba Fett. 2018. Play. Something that we found out earlier today, which is what essentially going to be a like Boba Fett movie. Yeah. Whether it's an origin movie or a you know post-Starlight Pit movie, we don't know. But we know it's going to be a Boba Fett movie, and that sounds yeah. bitching. I mean, like he's he's a fan favorite for a re- for a reason. Everyone yeah. loves this guy, even though there's been several arguments about how he does nothing throughout his uh, yeah yeah no, fifteen minutes on of screen time. Definitely, and one of the things, um, and I hope that this is a uh, post like Pit movie is because the way he went out in that movie was horrible. It's just like I feel like people were disappointed. He didn't seem like a fucking badass. It just he just kinda like died. Pew <laughs> pew laser beam. Oh no. Everyone was kind of upset by it, I think. So to see to be able to bring him back if this is a post uh you know, his death quote unquote yeah. um movie would be cool. Cause then we get to see Badass Boba Fett, see what he's doing, um, see what makes him cool. Because everybody's like, "Oh, he's a cool guy. Um, he went out like a bitch, but yep. he's a cool guy." But nobody knows really why he's cool, other than he's just a bounty hunter. Like, if anything, he just stands. This around. movie's gonna make him be the badass that everyone likes to yeah. think he is. Because, like, in, in my mind, the way this movie's gonna work out is that it's gonna be, you know, like, and we were kind of talking about this in between break a little bit. That you're gonna we're gonna show his origin, and then from his origin, uh, we're gonna have like the events that took place between you know episodes two and four. Yeah, and uh, then after that, you know, I believe that the moment after the trailers end is gonna be him flying out of the Sarlacc pit. And that's yeah, the way that's, I see that, the movie playing. Assuming out. it's a like strictly origin before his episode four. Or before his a debut in the old trilogy, should I say? Um, if they show everything beforehand, that would be a good way to end it. You see it at the end; um, he flies out, and that kind of sets you up for a second one later. Um, if they decide to bypass the whole origin thing, just make it like a like thirty minute part at the beginning of the movie, and then you have like you know a whole another hour and a half, two hours after that. Um, of him post Sarlacc pit, then that would be okay too. Yeah, I like I, I, I kind of dig either either yeah. or in all honesty. So I'm um, I'm excited. Yeah, they're definitely taking a lot more chances with this than I think George Lucas ever would have. In all yeah, honesty. and that's and that's a good thing in my opinion because George Lucas, he's like I don't want to taint Star Wars, but at the same time you're in there. Like adding all these things, and in a lot of fans' opinions, you're already tainting the waters yeah. that you don't want to taint. Exactly. So the fact that they're they know that people want these movies, they know that people are going to watch them, and they know that if they make too many of them, it's going to ruin their little you know yeah. money tree. That you know, in in my opinion, this isn't a fucking like tiny tree. 
this is a fucking redwood money tree. Yeah. Like it's it's so like firm and in place and it's been standing for so long yep. that it would take a lot to take it down, but you can't take it down. And I think they don't want to risk that. So if they do a movie every year, that's not oversaturating no. the Star Wars universe. You know, if you were doing like two, three movies every year, then we would have a problem. Which is something that Marvel's kind of doing at the moment. And they're they're kind of getting close. Yeah. At this point, so I, I really okay. dig. It's still um, it still works in my yeah. opinion, um, but they're kind of close. So I hope we don't see anything like that out of Star Wars. Yeah, I really dig what J.J. Abrams is doing with his creative control over this property. Yeah. So I'm. I'm very excited for anything that he's going to be able to turn out. So, and I'm sure we're going to get another trailer, another trailer to maybe even uh, you know closer to three or four before the movie comes out. But of course, you know when this movie comes out, it's going to be a huge deal, going to break box office hits, your you know records. It's going to be a huge deal. Yeah. Right now, I think um, Age of Ultron had a huge like debut yeah they're set to break all sorts of records right now right star wars will go above and beyond i believe so i think because everybody loves comic book movies and within the last um 10 years they've become a really big deal so everybody's been a huge fan but everybody's been a huge fan of star wars for 40 years now yeah so there's just been like this underlying hunger and wait for a new film to come out and now that's actually really happening and now that you know it's just so close we just have to wait a couple more months man like that man that movie's blowing else out of the water i feel yeah so i guess that's our i'm I'm excited it's it's a couple years out um of course we're gonna get more news as this develops years from now but the fact that they've said okay yeah second anthology film is going to be a boba fett movie uh, Rogue One is going to be a whole bunch of fucking flying and killing and fucking <laughs> craziness. Like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, and like I said, it'll be it'll. I'm excited to see a Star Wars movie without Jedi's because Jedi's are such an easy cop out in movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Where, of course, you can have a Jedi doing force push and force lightning and force choke all day, um, and everybody's going to go fucking crazy yep. for those things, but. I want to see them branch out from that. I don't want to see them just rely on Jedi's to make good Star Wars movies. Like this is just a chance to see more of the universe that they already established, and just see parts of it that we probably have never seen before, and then new creative ideas that they are able to meld into it as well. So you know, it's just it's just a big chance that they're taking. As I said earlier, it's just a big chance they're taking that I'm just super excited for. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, that's, I guess, our Star Wars talk because it is Star Wars Day. Um, we can move on, though. Um, so the Fantastic Four had their trailer come out um, about a week ago, yeah. week and a half ago. Um, they did have it at the beginning of the uh, New Avengers movie, um, which we'll talk about hopefully a little more next week yeah. or the week after that, just depending on uh, when we all get around to seeing it. Because then I'm not going to have a choice but to see that trailer. Because yeah. I've been, I've honestly been avoiding watching the trailer uh, because I'm just so I'm worried about how upset I'm going to be when I see it. I just uh, I don't see why you're still holding out hope. Well, because I, I guess it's just that like 
Like, I want to just have, you know, consistent, you know, movies of properties that I really enjoy. Because I, I read a lot of the Fantastic Four when I was younger. I really dug the Fantastic Four a lot. And um, and then kind of seeing the, the the changes they made, even before, like, the first trailer came out, I was kind of reading up on it and been thinking, hey, maybe this time it's not going to be a worthless pile of crap with Jessica Alba in it who can't act. But... Is it or that horrible green, like the horrible orange? I'm saying green. The horrible orange, like bodysuit that Michael Chiklis had to wear for two movies that just looked just yeah. ridiculous. It's just so like, they just made so many unnecessary changes. The thing I'm just that, in happy. my opinion, they're gonna do because this movie it doesn't look horrible. I'm not gonna want to watch it. No, but and it doesn't look like a horrible movie. Maybe it'll be okay. Um, I went with Anne to go watch the Avengers on Friday. And they have the trailer. And she was, like, watching the trailer. She was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> She's like, I don't even know what the fuck the Fantastic Four is, let alone, like, I don't want to watch this shit. So someone who... Never read the comics. <laughs> yeah, never read the comics, doesn't really know anything about the Fantastic Four, has no interest in watching this yep. movie. And that's where I think Sony is failing, because Marvel is putting out these movies where people don't fucking didn't know about Iron Man before the Iron Man movies came out. Nope. But that movie ignited enough interest for people to be like, oh, that looks like a cool movie. The Fantastic Four hasn't done that so far. No. Um, I don't think they're going to do that, and I don't think it ever will because as long as uh, they keep making movies, they don't have to give yeah. the rights over. Like, like Pretty much like the main thing they've been doing... You know, any groundwork with is the the X Men movies I've been pumping out lately, uh, and I kind of I kind of dig what they kind of been doing with it, having it stretch out through multiple decades, kind of like how like you know X Men started in the fifties and that's fifties and sixties, yeah. so that's when you know X Men First Class came out, and now that you know X Men Apocalypse is going to be re- being released, and you know that's taking place in the eighties. Which is, you know, when Apocalypse was first, you know, yeah, debuted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, and it's pretty cool. It's just that, uh, but they didn't make like these horrible, outlandish changes to the X Men as a Yeah, right, right. Whereas, right. It's just it just seems kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, like the whole main controversy of this whole thing that first started was that they made uh, Johnny Storm black, and then they made, but they kept Sue Storm white. It's just kind of, it's just like, it's just such an unnecessary change. Where it just it just kind of baffles you why they even did it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, exactly. if you're going to do that, if you're going to just kind of you know you know make someone a different race than their than their origin, then you they, if they're supposed to be brother and sister, just make his sister black too. Yeah. Then you avoid everything else. Yeah, it would have been that simple. <laughs> just 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 had the two black characters. Hell, you would have had like a female black character in it as well, and that would, people would have been blown their minds. Yeah, and people would at least respect the film for. I would have respected the change a lot for, more, for pushing the the boundaries. But just having it, it makes no sense. It, like he's just he's just like this token black dude, and it just makes no sense. And then like having Reed Richards uh, be the same age as everybody else, he's supposed to be kind of like the, the pay, father like, figure. He's supposed the, to be the father figure, and like and the like, leader, the like him the and Sue Storm are supposed to be like the parental figures of the Fantastic yeah. Four. Like, and that's the reason why they're married in the comic book, war married in the comic book. Yeah. So I don't. It seems like necessary changes to 
I don't know, Decatur. They don't even go to space. They don't even go to space. And that's their whole, that's their thing. That's their thing. Space, they get radiated and then they become the Fantastic Four. I mean, how hard is that to do in a movie and do it right? I mean, like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, and the whole, like, Doctor Doom thing, he's, like, supposed to be, like, this online hacker whose username is Doom. And just, no. No. I mean, like, where's the rivalry between him and Richards? That's what, like, causes the whole thing between Doctor Doom and the Fantastic Four in the first place. So, I mean, I don't even know how to... I'm not excited for this. I mean, it it looks like it might be an okay film, and it might do okay, but it's not something I'm excited for. I mean, like, if, if I go see it, I'll probably do it for the review. And you can probably already suspect my review is just going to be pretty one-sided. Pretty one-sided unless, into unless, not liking you know, it. Uh, it blows us all away, which I really doubt it will. Yeah. But there's always that possibility where uh, you might have, like, a shitty... No, that's not even a possibility. You have a <laughs> shitty trailer, you're going to have a shitty movie. It's it's not going to happen the other way around. Yeah. Um, so, Fantastic Four, when that comes out, we'll talk about it, but... Fantastic Four, not so fantastic. <laughs> the Unfantastic Four is what will, what should be the name of your review. Yep. Um, done. <laughs> so, we have um, two new Ghostbuster movies that were announced, and I'm a little... I'm a little upset by it. Yeah. Not because I don't like the Ghostbusters. Um, not that at all, because I'm excited for the movies. I'm just upset that... Um, they announced it, and they announced it as all female cast. Great characters, the, uh, great people that they yeah. cast in it. Um, Very funny characters that funny. I like watching uh, in their respected things. Yeah. So whether it be on SNL or you know in different movies that they've come out in. Um, but what pisses me off more so than anything else is that the internet had a little bitch fit, exact little fucking pissy fit. And we're like, we want a boy one. We want a boy one. Yeah. And then the studio was just like, oh, don't worry, guys. We're, we're going to do that, too. Like, they, they're it's just, just... It's just a little upsetting. Why why cater to these people? Why not just have this movie focus all of your, I think you what, know, writing and everything yeah. on this reboot, essentially? Why does why do they have to cave? It could have well, been a great movie. But now I feel like it's got to have to... It's going to have to share its throne with... The other one, yeah. which, whichever one you're looking at, and they're going to be compared. Yeah, they're definitely going to be compared, and they're going to. It's going to boil down to who's funnier. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people are going to just side with the original guys because I mean, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, and you know, uh, I can, now I can't remember. He just passed away too, not too long ago. I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy played Egan Spangler. Yeah, you know, they're all funny dudes. They're all great, and it's like, I think if anything, the reason why people are so pissed off is because. It, like the uh, Melissa McCarthy one is supposed to be uh, a complete remake of the series. Like yeah. it's supposed to be a remake reboot of the series, which in my mind doesn't make any sense. I think that's pretty fucking stupid to remake that film. What I think they should have done, and this would have—I don't understand why they didn't fucking do this. Why not have what they're doing with Star Wars? Have the original cast in there, essentially do a passing of the torch to the new cast. Yeah. And then have the new cast start off a new series. Exactly. Like, that would make so much sense. Why would I would it... jig that so much more than yeah, what they're doing exactly, right now. Exactly, because now we're going to have this bullshit two movies. They're both going to be compared to each other. Um, you're going to have fucking 
you know, sexist fanboys online. I mean, gonna like, be like the boy one is way better than the girl one because girls are stupid. <laughs> uh, girls scare me. <laughs> so it makes absolutely no sense. Like I said, what I would have loved to see was a essentially a reboot. So you're not, you know, remaking the series. You're kind of starting it back up. You're acknowledging that the old events did happen. Yep. You have the old characters there kind of like, you know, maybe you have them in the first 30 minutes like busting ghosts and they're kind of like tired. And they pull the regular old man shtick that, they, that yeah, every movie's exactly. been doing lately. And, and um, they eventually say, I'm, too, I'm getting too old for this shit. They find these other, like, you know, they this do, group of girls that work. They hire them on. Yeah. You know, and it, the done deal. They're that's, also, that's you know, essentially, they were busting ghosts before, but, you know, I don't know if they're going to train under them or something. Some, I'm sure like, you can like, fucking the, like, find the, it. I'm not a fucking yeah. writer. I don't the main know. idea I had for it was that, uh, like, they're, like, the all-female Ghostbusters cast, they're just, like, I imagine that the movie, the movie that they're going to come out with is that... You know, the Ghostbusters are now seen as a legitimate business since the events of the second movie. Right. And then so they grew, they grew as a company. And then the female Ghostbuster team is just like another division of the Ghostbusters in another state or something. You know, they could be in the base in Los Angeles or whatever. And they're busting ghosts in L.A. or they're, they're still busting ghosts in like another area of, of uh, New York. They but they're just, a, they're just a different part of the company. Yeah, they can, they just, can still be part of the, of the main universe, but then you can still have them be exactly. their own thing. And like I said, you can retire the old characters. You can do that gracefully. And obviously the way that... Um, Star Wars seems like they're going to do it seems in such a good way where it's like we're going to hand off the torch essentially from one from old cast to new cast so you can keep your old fans you can make your new fans your old fans will appreciate seeing the old characters and they'll grow to like these new characters in the process of course new fans will be able to be like these were the old Ghostbusters that's cool but then these are my Ghostbusters exactly so it's cool why wouldn't you do that I mean like and then even then to even just kind of cut down on the whole thing entirely like Kristen Wiig said something really good too so why can't you just have two female leads and two male leads in the movie that would have worked just fine too yeah, I mean exactly. like you would have you would have a whole different type of dynamic to the movie and you would have just been able to avoid all this upset and controversy exactly and we're at that point to where because we have two female leads doesn't mean that they're going to be two female leads in distress no so exactly. we're, we're way past that now as far as writing goes so that shouldn't you that shouldn't be an issue and that's maybe something someone might bring up like oh but if you make two female characters like the dude characters are going to be like looking out for the female ones all the time and I mean, it can easily be the other way around it doesn't need to include any of that shit at all exactly um, why yeah why couldn't they just do two and two why do they have to make this such a like big deal? I mean, like they're just—I think if anything, like half of it is just like the internet trying to find something to be mad about. Like that—that's all it really boils down to to me. Like, I mean, personally, I'm excited to see a new Ghostbusters film, but like, if anything else, this is just kind of like like Star Wars did. Ghostbusters did something kind of special. You know, they made a movie that was like, in all intents and purposes, probably something that probably wouldn't have worked out at all. But, but you know, people saw it, they loved it, and they latched onto it. And I think, if anything, it just kind of because of the performances and endearing characters that they made. So to kind of like to them, it seems like this, like they're attacking it in some way, even though they're not. Yeah, and I understand. Okay, so we have to understand as a people, as things we like. 
Um, things are going to change. Things aren't always going to be the same, and they're not going to be the things that we always love. And look at um, – we're going to keep talking about Star Wars. It's Star Wars Day, so we're going to keep <laughs> talking about it. Look Everything's going to be back to Star Wars. Look at the original trilogy, and then you have the new trilogy. Everybody freaked out on the new trilogy because – Oh my god, so much CGI. Oh my god, so shitty. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my god, Dark Anakin looks like a bitch. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, that you know. part was true. Um, so everybody complains about that, but it's because it was very different than the original trilogy. Um, if you didn't compare the new trilogy to the old trilogy, it's not a horrible trilogy of movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the first movie with fucking Kid Anakin is fucking garbage. Um, just so boring. Yeah, just boring. and you know, um, seeing baby Boba Fett like I, nobody gives a shit about that. But like the second and third movies, in my opinion, were decent films. Third one was good, and you know, the second one, I, I've always been a fan of the whole clone era. So mm-hmm. it, it's a good movie. Of course, things aren't going to be the same. Um, even with the new Star Wars movie, it's closer to what the original ones were. More practical effects. Um, little more story driven in my opinion rather than just flashy like explosions and they're just banging you know, off of characters stuff. yeah origins. so you can do it gracefully and that's what they should have done gracefully melded the two worlds so with this new star wars film we have practical effects and everybody complained about mm-hmm. practical effects in the original trilogy so those original fans that love all the practical effects are going to love this new movie yep. for that at the same time, it's going to have elements that are new, that are different, that you're not going to like. Because it's, no one can ruin your memory of what it is. So everyone thinks that their memories of what they love is being attacked. But that's not what it is at all. Mm-hmm. It's just a different generation making uh, what they love into their own thing, Yeah, essentially. Uh, so why why they had to cave to everybody complaining about this? It, that's what upsets me about the two new Ghostbuster movies more than yeah. anything else. They had to they had to cave. They had to be like, oh no, everybody's complaining. So let's let's change it. That's what I don't like. I'm excited that we get two new Ghostbuster movies. Yeah. Um, I really hope that the all female cast one is better just so everybody fucking shuts their mouth about this shit I, I just like I just want it to be funny and I kind of like mean is it gonna live up to the hype probably not because people have been waiting for a third Ghostbusters movie forever for a very long time but like, and I'm excited things, I think um, when you like like you said earlier when you think about it if they made like a Ghostbusters as the first movie today probably wouldn't be a very good movie really the ghostbusters like just whole plot is kind of ridiculous yeah kind of stupid you know it just i feel like it hit all the right notes um when it came out now what i'm afraid of is everybody's gonna look at it and it's just gonna kind of be like a nostalgia yeah thing more like how the uh sequel to dumb and dumber Yep. came out where it's like okay yeah we're gonna redo this but it's it's not the same no it definitely wasn't uh, and that's what is more than likely gonna happen with the Ghostbusters yeah I mean like it's kind of it's kind of disappointing to kind of think of it that way I mean like in the back of my mind that's 
how it's going to play out. Kind of the like, I know, honestly, both movies to me are going to play out that way. But I'm just really hoping that they're going to be funny because they have like some really funny people in it. Because like the the uh, one the one we've been talking about the most uh, has Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, who are they're right. I love them. They're great. And, um, but then they also have like Kate McKinnon, Cecilia Strong, and Leslie Jones. I've never heard of any <laughs> any of them. Yeah, but I mean, okay. So look at um, Bridesmaids. Yeah. That was a great movie, and I know a lot of people like refer to it almost like the all the time female hangover yeah. kind of a thing. But it's a great movie. It, 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 not compared to anything else, it's a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, so I don't know why everybody is so afraid. I mean, like, like it's just. I mean, you have to have faith in people who have been demonstrated as funny are just going to be funny in this movie. Is, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it's just like right now. This is just a big wait and see, you know, type of thing. You know. Yeah. And you know, as as unfortunately as we're gonna have to do, is we're gonna have to you just wait and see, which is gonna be boring and stupid. But I feel like that's a running theme in our podcast. It's like, oh, we'll just wait and see. We'll just wait and see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the big fucking issue with most of this stuff. Um, we can talk about it and speculate all we want for hours, but until the movie comes out, we really, really won't know what's going on. Hopefully, do you know when these uh, are supposed to be coming out? When they're kind of shooting to have them? Well, let's see. Like the release. the um, the first one we were talking about. That one's supposed to be out in 2016. Doesn't really uh, July 22nd, 2016, supposedly. And then the other one is still untitled. It's just called a. Uh, it's just called Untitled Ghostbusters Project, the one that Tanny Chatham supposedly uh, attached to. Yeah. Um, it was also very funny as well. Um, but that one doesn't have a release date. Uh, there's as not a lot that's being said about that one. You know, supposedly Anthony Russo and Joe Russo are going to be uh, attached to direct, and supposedly. Uh, uh, Chain Tatum is with it as well, but I would think if um, if they have the um, female Ghostbuster movie set for next year for about a year from now, um, we'll probably see the other one about two years from now. Maybe um, seems about right. Either at the very end of twenty sixteen, yeah. Even then, I don't think they'll put out two Ghostbuster movies in the same year. That would be that just be stupid. Maybe I'm assuming what they're gonna do. Maybe they'll wait to see the success for the first Ghostbusters movie. Um, seeing on how that works, they'll start filming um, the new one. Have that out by 2017. Yeah, that seems more likely what they're gonna do because it seems stupid as well. Why are you going to make the second Ghostbuster movie if the first one tanks? Right. Yeah. So I mean, they were pretty quick out of the gate with the, that second Ghostbusters movie announcement. So. You know, like it's probably just them hedging their bets, but I, I doubt it. Yeah. So, I, I like I said, I, we're expecting a 2016 release for the the next film. Yeah. So as soon as that comes out, um, like it's, like you said, because it's still untitled, because there's kind of there's not even a release date for yeah, it. Yeah. So I would assume that that wouldn't be out till like 2017. Yeah. E- everything else is just rumor. So. I mean, like, and even then, like, this whole hype behind Ghostbusters... Ghostbusters isn't even 
the kind of thing you make into a franchise. Exactly. Ghostbusters is just supposed to be a fun comedy movie. <laughs> it's not yeah. supposed to be this big thing. But people are making it into this big thing bigger than it should be, in all honesty. Yeah, I and mean, Ghostbusters isn't Star Wars. Ghostbusters is... They're not a blockbuster movie. Yeah. They're not. Ghostbusters is something you can... You know, exactly. It's not a blockbuster movie. It's not going to be this, you know, fucking three, four billion dollar movie. Nope. So... Um, what might be worth that much is Jurassic World. It seems like they're uh, they're kind of hyping that up to be uh, number one, number one right now. I mean, in all honesty, that's the movie I'm the most excited for. I've been waiting for a new Jurassic Park movie for like 14 years now. Since the first one? Because like, technically I don't count number three. Well, I've been waiting since the third one. I've been waiting since the third one. I, I have all three of them on Blu-ray. I watch all three of them at a time. When I have like nothing to do during a day, I watch all three movies. I love them to death. They're like my gateway into watching Spielberg's flicks. So you know, yeah, I dig them and so much. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I love the first one. Second one, I, and second one, and the third one, I both like. Fucking dinosaurs. Why? Why yeah. wouldn't you like them? It, the, the third one, I feel like they were kind of very reaching. They were really just kind of almost trying too hard. Yeah, um, if, if anything, it's because, you know, uh, Spielberg just, uh, he just uh, produced on that movie. So, essentially, he didn't really have uh, anything to do with it, as per se. He just kind of threw some money at it and then just let the director uh, take care of it. Do his thing, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm excited. I know a lot of people are fucking being butthurt about it. I mean, there, there's some things that they're being butthurt about. I mean, like the whole, like, Raptors... You know, running Smart. next to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Chris Pratt on the on the bike. I thought that was super dope, though. I mean, like, if anything, because like I remember, like, like on the ether of the internet, there was like these rumors of you know what it was going to be about, and right, then right. so like uh, I remember like there's a million people like throwing out all these plot ideas and like all these plot details, and then uh, and then it came. Then I remember I specifically remember one uh, being said that. The uh, park was going to be fully opened. It was going to be a thing that has been running for a couple years very smoothly. And then that a mishap happens with a genetically mutated dinosaur. Um, Which all, all Jurassic Park movies should be that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously anything, with the first one is more so like we're going to open this park yeah. and something we fucked up. But this makes more sense to where you would have a park open for X amount of time before something goes wrong. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, that that being said, uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm super excited. I'm just I've, yeah. I've been so yeah, no, excited I, for these for this movie I'll for so long. I'll probably go watch that. You know, the weekend it comes out for sure. <laughs> I mean, like it just it, like in the realm of the movie, it makes sense. And that whole thing of genetic mutation being uh, the main plot point of the movie um, that they develop a dinosaur that you know is uh, rapidly gaining intelligence. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility within the film that they're able to genetically do something to the other dinosaurs to train them. Right. You know, right, right. It's, it's, I mean, like, you just have to kind of have that. Obviously, if you can fucking bring back dinosaurs, 
Yeah. You fucking got it going on. You, like, you know, can genetically fucking do anything. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it, it makes sense in, in its entirety that that would happen. That's the reason why I wasn't pissed off. I'm, like, a like I'm way too into this movie as it is. You yeah, know, yeah, if, yeah, I, no. if I was pissed I off, so. it would be for a good reason. But that may, just made me super excited. Like I said, a lot of people are upset saying, oh, like, this is going to be stupid. Like, the fucking Raptors are too smart and all this shit. I'm like, well, like I said, it, it's people being upset with... Um, different takes on something they love. So, of course, they're going to be upset by yeah. it. Of course, they're going to be, like, hating it. Um, I'm very excited for it, though. Yeah. Um, I can... Like I said, even if the movie is shit, I'm going to like it. Um, like I said, with Jurassic Park 3, I think that movie is garbage, but I love watching it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I still so, watch it, too. I love it. Um, I love all Either way, I'm going to... That's just the way I feel about certain things like Star Wars and Jurassic Park clearly if it's shitty I'm still gonna like it um and maybe maybe uh maybe these companies know that and will direct movies more to people like myself yeah <laughs> you know obviously I'm not a Fantastic Four fan or else I'd probably be a fucking huge have a huge heart on for that as well um but yeah no it, it seems fun um do you know the release date for that um, off the top of your head like Jurassic World uh, should be uh, June twelfth or twelfth or twenty second. I believe it's June twelfth. In, in about a month here, right? Month June tenth. June tenth. So it's about a month. From uh, now. About a month and a half from now. So you know everything just seems really cool, really excited, and I like how they kept the look of the dinosaur kind of under wraps yeah. a little bit. I mean, like you kind of see it briefly in the um, like parts of it briefly in the trailer, and they're kind of doing like a Jaws thing with it. You know, kind of keeping the reveal till probably like some portion into the movie. Yeah. So and also you know Chris Pratt, he's just you know he's been solid he's in everything on top he does. Of his game right now. I love I mean, him. So he's just he's very charismatic. He's fun to watch in a movie. So you know, just seems like it's going to be a really good fit for him. Yeah. So and if he's uh, like I see he's good at the at the and he does kind of like I guess the same kind of just comedic character. And you saw him in Parks and Rec and yeah, you know he was a fucking great addition to that show. Um. And, you know, seeing him in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. was a ton of fun. So I think he's on top of his game right now. This is going to be just another uh, perfect stepping stone for him to being, like, iconic. Yeah. Being, you know, coming into himself and, you know, 20 years from now, he's still going to be kicking butt. Yeah. Assuming assuming he uh, has know. that longevity to his career. Yeah. Hopefully he does. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, Jurassic World, very excited, very happy that it's happening. Like, And, you know, I, I just love it. I remember first hearing about that damn movie when I went to Universal Studios for, like, the millionth time. And then, you know, going on their their studio tour and just hearing that it's been greenlit. It's a thing. It's happening. It's so, going to happen. Know, yeah. So, you know, ever since that day, I've just been, you know, eagerly waiting. Anxiously waiting in your Constantly, constantly refreshing like some like like the damn forums over and over again. Like any new details, I want new details now. Constantly refreshing your calendar. Is it June tenth yet? I need to know. Maybe if I sleep long enough, I'll just wake up and it's and it's June. Um, so moving on from big blockbuster films 
to uh, smaller kind of Oscar Beatty type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought my attention to this, um, so I'll let you uh, so, kind of uh, talk about this here. This is, you know, uh, a new movie that's going to be coming out with Johnny Depp. Um, no, it's not a Tim Burton movie, uh, which is surprising. No, it um, doesn't have him in a ton of white makeup. Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, him acting like a fucking drunk all day. But um, it's uh, the trailer for his new film called Black Mass, um, based on the... Uh, the uh, mob boss Whitey Bulger um, in Boston you know uh, one of the most notorious gang you know member uh, gang leaders leaders in uh, American history uh, brother of a senator which is kind of the reason why he wasn't you know caught for so long so you know it, it's it's a very dark dramatic take for Johnny that they hasn't done in a yeah, very so long time watching that trailer um, honestly for 30 seconds it's like a two minute trailer mm-hmm. for 30 seconds you don't even fucking realize Johnny Depp is fucking who he is exactly he, just, he, he fucking looks way different than what you've come to like remember him for in recent years um, which just, is you know that like makeup or like dark eyeliner yeah. you know mm-hmm. fucking whatever he's doing it's it's completely different and it's um, it's awesome it looks like he, he's doing something other than trying to be goofy and funny and smart assy like like it's kind of it's kind of funny because like he started off with like this great promise of being uh, a good like this you know amazing dramatic actor and you know, for a while he did that he did do that and but like uh, seeing this now like, but you know he kind of fell off off of that but like, just seeing this now it's just really good like he's just like the excitement that I have for this movie is because I want to see his performance. Right, I just right. want to see him become Whitey Bulger, and I want to see him just pull off this really crazy, very uh, insane character, and just see how far he's able to go with it, and just kind of see what comes of it too. Because if anything, this is gonna like people are kind of speculating that this is Oscar role, and I hope that it leads him to do something other than what he's been doing in recent years: take more dramatic roles. Or more, you know, kind of like action oriented, or you know, darker roles. Something other than Lone Ranger and um, <laughs> Lone Ranger and Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, and exactly. anything that fucking Tim. Where he's just comes supposed to be some like you know fun, smart assy character, yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. So, I or some weird eccentric version of something else. Yeah, you know? exactly. Just, so it it'll be. It looks like it's going to be a great movie. Um, it looks like it's going to be intense, and like you said, it's definitely going to be Oscar bait. Yeah, for sure. It's, it just it looks it looks like it just looks really cool. I really love biopics, so I'm you know it's another thing I'm really excited for. I love seeing like uh, the you know, the story of these characters you know told on film. So you know it looks pretty cool. Yeah. So um, I guess we can talk about this a little bit since uh, we we're just talking about how it seems like Johnny Depp has been typecasted. For so long, and now hopefully this film will kind of break him out of that. Yeah. Um, but we see so many like actors get um, typecasted. So in case you don't know what that means, is essentially um, being put into the same role every time. Yeah, you, you mean it pretty much like your roles are just interchangeable with exactly everything so, else you've done in every other movie. So think about Adam Sandler. And every yeah. every movie he's done, he's he's some fucking loser. This like man child, yeah, who just refuses to grow up. Exactly, and and then he like 
comes a girl and, and like comes to be an adult or yeah whatever something stupid something like that is essentially what we're talking yeah. about and and to even go further with Adam Sandler too is you know he he kind of tried to you know par away from from that whole like man child with anger problems type of deal right I mean like he did Punch Drunk Love uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's flick and he was good he was actually really good in that movie it was definitely more of a dramatic take than anything else uh, that he ever did and then the whole that 9-11 movie he did or whatever yeah, I can't remember yeah, what the yeah. hell it was called um, which kind of sucked uh you know, it's just him trying a lot of different things, and even then, recently with the Cobbler, I'm not even entirely sure if that came out because it was so under my radar. I just right, didn't right, even bother right. keeping up with it. Uh, you know, yeah. So, uh, but like I said, the movies that he's known for, the movies that you can recall of Adam Sandler's more so are those like goofy. Yep. You know, I mean, like if you take like Happy Gilmore and. You know Billy Madison, his two most popular movies, and you switch out the characters. It's the same movie. It's the exact same movie. If you put, uh, if you take Mr. Deeds and change it with uh, Fifty First Dates, yeah, characters are so interchangeable and so close to each other that I would even go uh, further with that. I would say, you know, Mr. Deeds, Fifty First Dates, and Big Daddy. They're you know nothing changes. Exactly, they're all essentially the same movie, which is uh, idiot, small town idiot, or you know. Something like essentially loser who has nothing going for him. Like it's some extraordinary change happens in his life, and then like all of a sudden he grows up. Yeah, you know, finds a lady, finds that, a lady, and that drives his growing up. And before he grows up, he yeah. like fucks up. And, I mean, like in like with some typecasted actors, you know, some of them are not even like bad typecasting. I mean, like you look at a guy like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's always like a godlike character. He's he's all his character is always synonymous with. God in some way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. like in uh, Shawshank Redemption, he's like you know the voice of reason for Annie Dufresne, and then you know uh, in shit like uh, he was Nelson Mandela, which is another kind of like voice of reason, sage advice type of character, even though he existed in the real world. Yeah, and then he you know he does fucking Bruce Almighty, where he's literally God, God and yeah. and it's not a bad thing. I mean, he's got the voice for it. He uh, he's good at what he does. He has the like acting said, chops for it too. Yeah, exactly. So, but you don't ever see him you never see him as kind of like a doofus character or exactly. you never see him as like you know an antagonist type of person he just doesn't branch out that much when it comes to some of his roles where some you know some actors you watch them in two completely different movies and they're completely believable in both of those movies and you just get like blown away by how different and how you know like intense and how much you like can relate to the both of these characters. Yeah. Some people are really good at that, but a lot of I would say most actors don't have those chops. Yeah. They're I mean, good at one character and they'll stick to that yeah. character. I, I mean I can definitely think of a couple of char- a couple actors who are definitely like that. I mean like the most obvious one is Daniel Day Lewis. He's like a chameleon. He just kind of blends into his character yeah, exactly. and uh, just kind of disappears into that role. I mean, he's a method actor, so of course, you know, like that's kind of just how it's done. And then, you know, Joaquin Phoenix Everything he does, like he just kind of disappears into his role, yeah. and then you kind of like, you're you're still kind of aware as Walking Phoenix, but you're also kind of uh, you know just lost in what he's able to do and how he's able to embody the character so well. Because I mean, if you look at uh, him as Doc Spartello in you know Inherent Vice, yeah. and then you go to uh, her, two completely different guys. Um, and then if you go from even that to uh, the the master, 
he's completely different, you know, stark, you know, yeah, definitely, type definitely. Of guy. And it's uh, it's nice to see that those actors still exist because, of course, we need those actors. Those are actors that we, uh, without them, like, what are we, uh, you know, we can't have yeah. different movies. We're going to see the same characters in the same movies. And, like, those are the guys that keep so, everything interesting. Yeah. Which is hopefully what Johnny Depp's going to be doing from now on. Yeah, that would, I be, hope nice. That. That would be a nice thing because I like Johnny Depp. Um, Ever since he got killed by Freddy Krueger in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Been a fan. Yeah, so. Not so recently, though. So, hopefully, we see him in more serious roles, more dramatic roles, and. Um, why? Well, I guess we'll see uh, in the years to come. For now, I'm excited for Black Mass. Um, I always got to ask you this because I don't keep up on movie dates, but do you have a general idea of when that's coming out? Or? Um, I believe that should be coming out, I believe, later this year. Okay. Because it is a bit of an Oscar type of flick, so it's probably been in production for a little bit um, before we even got this trailer, before we even right, you know, right, 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 right. Of course. So uh, September 17th, so September, October, November, December. Um, it's a little early for Oscar contender flicks, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. If it's, if it's good enough. If it's good enough, it's going to be there. Stand those couple of months. Um, you don't just finish this off with comics. You need you need to take a break. I think we're good. Okay, so uh, let's talk about comics for a little bit. Um, just a couple things here. Um, let, because we're talking Marvel and how good Marvel is doing. Um, what Marvel characters still remain in the universe that uh, you want to see? Of course, we have um, Deadpool coming up soon. That's officially been announced. Yeah, that's a Fox thing, so that's, you know, the Fox-Sony thing that they're doing over there. But, I mean, as long as they're working on it, any any Marvel characters are are played for this, whether they're Sony... Owned right now, or you know, or Marvel owned. Yeah, um, I know Iron Fist is supposedly going to be getting a uh, Netflix series, supposedly, yeah. and Heroes for Hire. So that yeah. takes care of a lot of other characters like Luke Cage and several others. Um, and like I said, this doesn't necessarily be, need to be movies. Um, we had a great uh, TV series come out with Daredevil, yeah, and that, in my opinion, lends itself more to a TV show than a movie. Yeah, they can really dive into his character, kind of explain his relationship and you know his uh you know i guess nemesis 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 but you know they, they can really dive into that with a tv show yeah and the fact that they're not restricted by um you know networks and being violent and anything yeah. like that it's it's really cool that they yeah. uh so i guess for like characters who are not already in uh any kind of production or anything else um i would really like to see a netflix series with the punisher I think and that would fit. Uh, that's one of the things that the actor who plays um, Daredevil has said. He said he wants to see the Punisher get his own uh, Netflix series. Because that's you what I'm And also, for people who know the comic books, you can't have Daredevil without the Punisher. Exactly. They kind of they exist on the same streets. And, that, and that's, um, that's one of the things he says. He's like, I want to see the Punisher in season two of Daredevil. And that would be really neat. You see him introduced in... Um, in uh, Daredevil, full-fledged character, not just like some origin shit. Yep. Full-fledged Punisher, already and been there, been you know killing mobsters for yeah, a while now. And then when when you introduce him in his TV series, you kind of start off at the beginning. Yeah. And then later on, you kind of like allude to okay, yeah, he met Daredevil at this point and came back, and that ties the two series together. 
um, on a more kind of stable timeline. Yeah. So you know, I'm like that's like the character I definitely want to see. But that. that's uh, that's something I'm really excited because the Punisher would be a great would lend itself really great to a TV show in my opinion. Yeah. With a movie, it's so hard to do justice to any character in two hours. Yeah. Um, if you give a character ten hours, um, you know, over the course of you know TV series, it's a lot more easier to kind of get a feel for these characters like these characters like the villains you know see them square off and everything yeah um with the punisher i've always wanted a new punisher movie since the um the dirty laundry thing that came out with tom jane yeah and the tom jane punisher in my opinion last decent punisher best custom best punisher uh, Um, like all three of them because what happened that that next one that came out where Warzone was like super insane and crazy in like all the right ways for a punisher film it's just that like i just didn't really like ray stevenson as the punisher yeah i I prefer tom jane as a punisher the dirty laundry thing was uh fucking so exciting when i watched that i just uh, just thinking about it, I'm fucking. You know, yep. I'm gonna go home and watch this. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's. It was so like mind blowing, and I love Tom Jane as a Punisher. He was a uh, fucking great. I thought he was. I thought he was fantastic, and the fact too that he really loves the character as well. Exactly, he's not just like oh, okay, I'll play. This it's character. just another role for he's him. He's a fan yep. of the series and wants to do it justice. Um, I know another character of mine. Like, of course, these are just the comic, like the like the last remaining like you know hero comics that I superhero comics I actually read because um, I don't read that much of them anymore after right, all the right. shenanigans that they do with the characters. But um, I would want to see uh, Ghost Rider. Um, I think Ghost Rider fits more in the realm of a movie, but it would be hard for Ghost Rider to get made to get a movie made after the two disasters that the Nicolas Cage ones were. Yeah, but I, mean, I would like to see just a really good uh, take on Ghost Rider. No, no origin story. Just like you can like cover his origin story in like ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, and it doesn't take. It's, it's uh, not hard. You know, Johnny Blaze sold his soul to say done. <laughs> um, you know, uh, just I, I just want to see a lot of really cool exploits with uh, Ghost Rider, and I think he lends himself more better to movies yeah. than anything else. Yeah, because I, I I don't think I can sit through a like a Netflix TV series, series. Um, Netflix or not, whatever you know, whatever yeah. medium it is. I don't think I can sit through a Ghost Rider TV series. I could definitely stomach a Ghost Rider movie. Yeah, assuming it wasn't shit, of course. Yeah, but. I mean, like, uh, like the last one they did, like the kinetic energy that they brought to the camera work and everything, felt really good for a Ghost Rider movie. But like the like like it was that, still, like the action portions were the only good portions. It of the was movie. still Nicolas Cage. It was still so, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so let's uh, let's not get Nicolas Cage in on any yeah. superhero movies. Remember the collective freak out everybody had whenever they had him in the uh, the Superman. Thing. Oh, the whole uh, thing that happened in the 80s, Tim Burton, Superman. Yeah, that, that's been blowing up a lot recently, ever since someone found out about it. And, yeah. Like, I remember hearing about it a long ass time ago, but, like, it's just kind of like a cool, weird story. I think even Kevin Smith um, like, told that story on a Tell Him Steve Dave podcast yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was, it's, it's, it's a gnarly, weird story, but yeah. Like, what, like, are there any characters you'd like to see, uh, like, in a series or a movie or something? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of the X-Men. Um, right now, I think they're really doing them justice. Yeah. Um, but there's still plenty to explore in that universe. Um, I'd like to see more villain movies. 
Fuck heroes. Heroes. I know every, that Thunderbolts is a thing. Every every hero is there, and every hero is a good guy, and every hero wins. Fine, whatever. But I fucking love villains. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I remember growing up and watching Disney movies and being like, yeah, you know, all the good guys. But now I look back at those same Disney movies, and I'm like, well, fucking Jafar knew what he was th- He fucking had it going on. He like, had a plan. He, that he guy had his shit together. I, I can respect that. So, <laughs> you know, like, looking back, I feel like I, didn't, I like villains more than I like heroes. Villains are definitely always more interesting characters than heroes for the most part. So any real villains, if they had fucking their own movie and shit would be really cool. You see Kingpin a lot in um, in Daredevil. Yeah. And that's real cool. You get to know him as a character and you get to understand more so where he's coming from. Of course, he's a fucking bad guy, but you know, so you humanize these characters and you relate to them more. So would you like want like a standalone like Venom movie? Because yeah, like, Ven- yeah. Venom is like the main baddie in like this in like Spider-Man's Universe. whole deal, yeah. yeah so yeah. like him and Green Goblin are like the main guys. From what I remember. See, and like the Green Goblin, I've seen more than enough of him in Spider-Man movies where I don't fucking give two shits now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but Venom, he's still one of those characters where it's fucking he's he's a fucking badass. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he's such a '90s character too. Yeah, it's just so funny. So that would be that'd be that's more so of what I want to see. I want to see the darker side of these things. Um, Because, like I said, we get hero movies all the time, and hero movies are great. And, of course, I don't know how you would do a villain movie because at the end, you always want the hero to win or the main character to win. With a villain movie, you can't really do that. I mean, eventually this villain is going to get dethroned by a good guy, so... I don't know how you would make it work, but that'd be kind of cool to see. Yeah, it, like the only ones I can really think of for like a good like villain movie, or they're like all just Spider-Man's rogue, rogues gallery just keeps coming up to me because I just think like Mysterio would be really cool because I'd like to see like a Mysterio origin type of thing, and even then like you know how they always they always come back in some way. So like, yeah, as yeah, soon yeah. as they lose, like you just have them like slink into the shadows and there's like I'll be back, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Or you can. I, I would be okay with this, too, if you had a, um, let's say you name, let's say you have, you call this movie Spider-Man, um, I don't know, fucking something, something Venom, um, <laughs> where, of course, Venom is more so the focus of the movie than Spider-Man. So, at the end of the movie, you have Spider-Man come in and kick some ass and fucking, you know, do his thing. Yep. But most of the movie more so focuses on the bad guy and you know their kind of origin story why they're why they do the things they do um plus that's a, a fucking emotional ride it's the whole time you're like yeah this fucking character's gonna die yeah but like i know why he's doing this and i feel bad and now he's gonna like get fucking killed as soon as you find out the motivation for something you kind of feel bad <laughs> exactly right that's so, the reason why everyone felt bad for sandman and also because he was in a shitty movie but, yeah 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 but you know that's that's one of the things that i uh I love it because I love going for a fucking emotional roller coaster where you, you can be like, oh, this dude's a bad guy. Like, he's a fucking asshole. But then you find out that he's doing it because his kid is dying. And, you know, that's the only choice yep. he has. And you're like, oh, well, that makes you think, like, oh, would I 
take these same options if my you know kid was fucking dying or something. Yep. I don't have kids, so I've, I don't know how fucking close these emotional bonds are for kids but just let it die i would i would assume that it would be you know something where you would do anything for your kids where you would become the bad guy for your kid if you needed to so that's more so what i would want to say i don't want to see something cool like that um will we ever see it um maybe i mean like with um uh the suicide squad getting a movie and i know thunderbolts is in the works as well for marvel um it pro- will probably happen you know probably not anytime soon probably like like you know base four or something sinking back into um the movies a little bit they uh they released a picture with uh all the suicide squad cast yeah excluding the joker he wasn't in there but i don't know if you saw that i saw it um, and i also saw the whole like dead shots uh costume which just it looks like something i could buy at party city well the thing is they uh they kind of uh took that back because it was just a cosplayer on set okay so they, they showed that and everybody was like freaking out and then i was gonna say that looks posted, horrible whoever posted that was like yeah we we fucked up that wasn't actually <laughs> it was just some guy some cosplay guy and he got escorted off by security <laughs> so um, i love it so yeah no they, they came out with that picture and i'm just so concerned that that movie is going to be super shit. Yeah, and it probably will be. Um, Killer Croc kind of looks bad, weird. He looks doesn't look. It looks like a weird rubber suit that he's in. Harley Quinn. I saw someone post, um, "You're you're in the Suicide Squad. You're not going for Suicide Girls," <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, that picture that um, that that cast reveal photo. She doesn't look fucking crazy. Um, and and like, looked at that picture, and she was like, "That's like a face I would make when I'm taking a fucking Facebook picture." So, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't look fucking nuts, and that's one of the things about Harley Quinn. She's supposed to be fucking crazy. I mean, like, like I think they're they're trying to play off like her like animation persona in some way, like her being like weird, kind of like goofy and everything. Whereas I think in the move in the movie setting, there's they're trying to do for the whole universe, her just being like insane and finding things funny and you know, horrible situations, um, in very dark situations would fit her more. So like her being yeah, like yeah, all yeah. happy and shit in the in the picture just makes no sense. Even though Margot Robbie is really hot and uh you know that's like the only redeeming quality I guess I have for I have for Harley Quinn at this point. I, I can get that, but like I said, uh, as a character, she's supposed to be this fucking insane person. Where she's like a, she's a, a therapist, yeah, beforehand, and she like gets to know the Joker and essentially becomes crazy um, over him and just crazy in general. Yep. Um, so maybe we'll see more develop from that. I mean, maybe the. It's just a fucking cast photo. But then again, you see the other characters look more serious. So yep. it wasn't just like a, oh, everybody take a smiley picture. Everybody take a crazy face picture. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't one of those things. Because the other characters... This ain't high school. Yeah, you know, the other characters look more serious. And she's over here just, you know, like... Yeah. Like a normal, not crazy looking smile or anything. So... I mean, like, it would have been better if it was just kind of like a weird, creepy smile. And like, or if anything else. It just, like, her just being overjoyed like that is just kind of stupid. In yeah. My opinion. Yeah. But... Um, I guess we'll see. Um, like I said, I want to see some some villains yeah. in movies. More so, focus on villains because I get. Like I said, we've heard the hero story a thousand times. Every hero story is the same. Um, so much to where you know there's this thing called the hero's journey. Yeah, where it's uh, 
you get offered hero ness, you're saying no, something happens, there's a non reluctant hero and Yeah, and you, there's a non turning back point, you have to experience some kind of loss before that and then from there on, you build up and become a hero. We've seen every every movie, every with Disney a hero movie is like that. Is, is this movie? It's uh, the same formula. Yeah. So I'd like to see something else, something where the hero is there, they are present, but they're not the spotlight. Yeah. Because like you some know. sometimes you kind of need the other the other end of the story. Because I think if they offered that other end of the story, then like you, you would just get like a whole. You you just get like a like a more full picture of the universe you're trying to make. You, you'd understand what drives these characters. Some characters are just fucking insane. They just want to watch the world burn. That's fine. But other characters are driven to this not because they want to, but out of necessity for yep. themselves or their family or their loved ones. You know. So I said, oh, we'll we'll see. Like I said, Joker's just fucking insane. But Sandman has more of a story where yeah like you know, like uh, Sandman and like Mr. Freeze they have like uh, these very emotional and very compassionate stories behind the reason stuff. why they're being bad yeah. if you just see them you're like okay they're a bad guy but there's more to them just being a bad guy yep. they're not a bad guy because they want to be they're a bad guy because they're forced to be essentially I want to see more of that because yep. I feel like we've seen enough heroes I want to see these villains get humanized more because they're not all bad guys. Well, Some of them. Well, they're, 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 all, they're all bad guys because they're all technically doing bad. But yeah. the reasons why they're doing bad things aren't always just for shits and giggles. Um, one last thing before we go. Um, we want to talk about yeah. our comic book history. So, one is one of the – let me go and ask you this. Um, two things. Um, have you always had? Have you always been into comic books? One and two. Was there ever any like gap where you didn't read comic books? And if the second answer is yes, if there's ever a gap between you being a kid and reading comic books, maybe going to junior high and high school, maybe not reading them as much, but then finding a title that kind of brings you back into that world. Yeah, um, yeah pretty much. Like I, um, I remember reading comics like since I was a kid. Like uh, remember, I remember like my first earliest comic book memory. There's probably still a picture my parents have of me reading it. Um, I had this uh, Venom comic. Um, it was kind of like it, I'm not sure if it was a misprint or if it was like something that was done intentionally. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of like sad I didn't. I got rid of it as a little kid. I mean, um, but uh, it, it was like a white background with Venom uh, being drawn and like his like old Todd McFarlane way, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly. And then, but like when you open the book and you start reading it, you get like to the halfway point and then. It's like everything is upside down. So then you have right. to turn it back over. So then you have to turn it over and then read everything from you yeah, know, exactly. right to left. Yeah. It's weird. Um, and that was my first comic book uh, memory. I remember I, that that was like when I was like four, I would say, about like three or four. Yeah, I think right around that age is probably when I read my first comic. Um, from what I remember, it was an X Men comic. I couldn't tell you which one no. years ago. Um, but yeah, I remember reading it and being like, this is so cool. Like, I could... What if I was a fucking mutant? That would be neat as shit. Yeah. Fucking have claws coming out of my hands. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, I, I kind of had that same reaction with Venom and everything else. I thought Venom was, like, arti- like yeah, as a kid, I thought, like, he was just a really cool-looking character. And, and I love Spider-Man, too. Even Spider-Man. now, he's a fucking badass-looking yeah. character. So, um, as far as your other question goes... 
Um, like, I remember reading comics fairly consistently as a kid. And then when, like, uh, you know, as most little kids do, you know, you kind of just go off and Fade fuck away, off and do, do, do whatever. You know, you find the new flavor of the month or whatever right, the hell right, it is. Right. And then uh, that, so, you know, comic books kind of died off until, like, the end of junior high because then I started reading some more again. I would just kind of get, like, back issues from wherever and uh, just kind of read. And that's where I kind of got into the Punisher. Um, I I just really dug the idea of the character more than anything else. And then, like, that kind of expanded me open to, like, the rest of the Marvel Universe, which was, like, through most of high school. Right, right, right. And that's... I had kind of the same thing where, as a kid... I read them and then it kind of just faded away and maybe got more into video games or more into, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's about the same for me. Um, Sometime more so in high school more than anything else, probably like, you know, sophomore year in high school, Um, sophomore, junior year. I kind of fell more back into comics, read, you know, things here and there. Um, What really pulled me back into it was... um, I started reading The Walking Dead before the TV series came out. Um, And I was just so fucking immersed in this world. Mm -hmm. It just kind of blew my mind. Um, And that really kind of pulled me back into... Comics are still this amazing way to tell stories and, you know, amazing way to keep you fucking cliffhanging without watching a TV show. Um, So that's really kind of pulled me back into the whole comic universe and wanting to read different stories and I, I get crap all the time um, and gives me crap all the time for not reading <laughs> enough books but I'm like I read comic books <laughs> fucking learning stories and they're cool as shit and they have pictures it's so dope and I can just look at the pictures I don't even need to read the words <laughs> um, but yeah so then like uh, I read throughout high school pretty much and then uh then, like, when college just got, like, kind of started, you know, just that, it kind of fell back to the wayside again, mostly because, uh, like, uh, I was kind of tired of, like, a lot of the stuff that was happening. Like, I remember, like, uh, the whole being pulled back in, uh, you know, when, uh, when I was in high school, um, when I really got pulled into the Marvel Universe was when the Civil War thing was going on. Yeah, Civil War was very big, and I remember, uh, being blown away by that whole, Thing. And I remember reading that and being like, yeah, this is this is probably going to lead to something. Yeah. And, like, the way they hyped it up, saying, like, whatever's going to happen is permanent, whatever deaths happen is permanent. And I, so I thought, okay. And then they kind of kept true with one character, and that was Goliath, who died in the first issue of yeah. Civil War. He has never – I haven't seen him since, but, of course, I haven't really paid much attention to, to the Marvel Universe for a while. But – um you know, uh, you know. Granted, though, a lot of those changes that they did uh, didn't really stay very long. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what pisses me off a lot because uh, they had like this really cool character building with, um, with uh, Spider-Man. Uh, you know, uh, spoiler for whoever hasn't read One More Day. Um, essentially, uh, from remember correctly, uh, Aunt May gets killed right uh, by an assassin's bullet who thinks it's Spider-Man. And then uh, because he's like aiming through like a, a window, it, yeah, it's like yeah. cro- it's like uh, you know crossbones. I think who kills her, and um, so she's now dead. 
and she was kind of like the reason why he was still Spider-Man. Like, like Uncle Ben was the reason why he became Spider-Man, but the reason why he stayed Spider-Man to was me to protect. was like for Aunt May. Yeah. So now that that's dead, his motivation is gone. What are they going to do with this character now? What's going to happen? Like, how's this going to affect him as a hero? Is he going to become more callous? Is he not going to care as much? What's going to happen? Or is he going to be, um, or is he going to like you know stretch his powers way too thin, try and protect more of the city than he should? And then, or is he just straight up going to hang up his? Or if he's just going to you know straight up stop? Yeah. You know, especially now that one of the closest people to him is now gone, right? Because of him. And then the one more day thing happened, and then that just reset everything back to zero. And then you know he's no longer married to Mary Jane, and he, like that whole that one relationship that is that's lasted for so long is now gone. And yeah. then like they just kind of like, in my opinion, like all that neato stuff that they kind of did. Uh, they just shat all over, and then I stopped reading Spider-Man, and I stopped reading a lot of Marvel books, except for like, um, which persists on to what I read now is um, I you know sporadically read collections of the Punisher and right, Ghost Rider, right, right. but what I read now more than anything else is uh, like a lot of independent comics. Like um, like I think like uh, on our first podcast we kind of were talking about what we were reading. I've been reading yeah. Judge Dredd a lot, and, like Asterius Polyp and Persepolis and stuff. But, you know, a lot of the other stuff I've been really digging, like Bone. I really like Bone a lot. Um, you like to bone a lot? I like to bone a lot. <laughs> Sometimes I just like to lay in bed and just rub my bone. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, uh, Jeff Waters is, I think, Jeff Waters? No, I can't remember his name. But, uh, you know, those are the kind of, like, the, com- like the, the comics I like to read a lot more now. Like ones that just kind of have like a straight out story, or kind of more of a novelization of stuff. Yeah, no, and it, um, you're seeing that a lot more with independent comics. They're coming, I think, almost like independent films are coming into their own and becoming uh, contenders. So it's not just Marvel and DC anymore. Exactly. Now you got Marvel, uh, DC. You got Dark Horse. You got Dynamite Image. You got you know all these little ones that I think for so long we've just kind of considered. Marvel and DC the only comic people but now these other ones are you know coming into their own light and making sure that everybody knows that they're contenders that they make comic books and they make them well yeah there's a lot of really good books that you can find uh, if you just dig deep enough and you just kind of look for the right things you can find a lot of really cool stuff yeah um, the only things I've been reading I got uh, I finally ordered my Princess Leia 1 and 2 which I was looking for recently Finally got him. Read him. Excited, happy. Fucking Star Wars, though. So more I, Star Wars. I could fucking do a podcast all about Star Wars, and you know, have enough <laughs> to talk about it every week. So I think that's gonna wrap it up for today. Um, we really don't have a lot much else to talk about. Um, we might do an Idiots Quest thing in about two weeks here. If we're we, probably going to play some D&D next week. Yeah. Um, but it'll be after we record. So we might not really have anything to say for like another two weeks. Um, we will be recording. We're recording this Monday, uh, May the 4th. Um, we will record again on Saturday, hopefully. Yeah. That's the um, plan so far. Yeah. This weekend was a little busy. Um, kind of got caught up with some shit, but nah. At least we're still recording today, so I want to try and keep this on a weekly schedule, even if we kind of are a little closer in between podcasts every once in a while. 
Um, but that is going to do it for uh, the chopping block number two. The chopping block number two. Um, hopefully, we can keep this podcast going any longer than we kept our other one. Other one, I feel like we got to fucking six or seven and stopped. No, we actually we we got to like number thirty, I think. I don't think we got that high. I could have sworn we got that got that far. No, we definitely didn't get that high. Uh, we we might have had more than you know seven or eight, but I definitely want to make sure we uh, we kind of do this more with regularity. Uh, my schedule is going to be fucking changing here um, next week, um, but hopefully we can make this work. We'll we'll figure something out. Um, but this is going to wrap it up for our Star Wars edition recording podcast not that it was like star wars themed a lot but <laughs> it was recorded on star wars day so yep um we're gonna sign off uh may the fourth be with you guys we will be back on saturday which means the podcast will probably more than likely go up sunday night um maybe monday morning yep so this one you know, i will probably post tomorrow on tuesday so uh, for now, we're going to sign off. Uh, we will be back in about a week. We'll see you guys later.